Live from NYC, human suplex machine, the one and only king. They stream it and they scream, it's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking, everybody just wants more with the action. Hip-hop Jones got the music blasting, better watch out, it's all he's asking. Over like Rover, he keeps it real, he's no joker. Original, he's no poser, no competition, he's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer, cause it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. Alright, well, welcome, welcome. To the Taz Show, special edition, post-SummerSlam, and oh man, the timing could not be any better, because their main event just ended as Brock Lesnar retains the Universal title in an epic, epic, massive, colossal, four-way, anything-goes type of insanity, chaos-filled battle. It was awesome, and the best part was, while Brock was in the aisleway holding the title with Paul Hamill next to him, as the credits roll and they get ready to wrap up the show, there's a guy in the front row with a Taz show holding it up, black and orange proud. Yeah, you're damn right. So anyway, if uh, you would like to call the show, that's a very simple process. I'll be here for the next three hours. Very simple process. Attention hotline fans. All you got to do is call 855-212-4CBS. That's 855 855- 212-4227. So that's not the normal number we normally have on my 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. show. Uh, this is a different number, different studio. So uh, if you're new to the game, this is the deal here. So 855-212-4227. A lot of you folks are calling the show already. I will get to you guys shortly here. But I got to tell you, I really feel like that main event right there, in my opinion, um, that main event, at the end of the day, basically saved a kind of a lackluster men's of men's type of show. I just didn't feel that um, I didn't feel like the show was uh, very. Uh, it was a lot of title changes. It was a lot of quick finishes. Uh, not a lot of physical stories leading up to the finishes. And I'll get to that in a second in more detail. By the way, we're coming to you live right now from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studio. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. So, yeah, like I was saying, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like, look, at, if you have a main event that's going to be put a lot of time in like all four of these big men did. And all four of these big men not just put time in, but they bumped. They bumped their butts off and worked real hard. And uh, it was chaos. It was mayhem. It was it was wild. It was awesome. I, I love the main event. Uh, they had a nice false-esque finish in there where Brock Lesnar got destroyed. By Braun Strowman that just just destroyed that they he just you know they they stretched him out so that's a big time false finish where it looks like well they're, they're protecting Brock they're taking Brock out of here he's the Universal Champ he does not have to be pinned or submitted to lose the title so they're protecting Brock getting him out of the building getting him out of there and one of these other three men will you know become champion and Brock does not have to be pinned or submitted. Uh-uh, not so fast. Hang on a second. Because <laughs> they had Brock come back out later on, which I thought was great business and very cool. And the people in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center popped big when Brock came back out. So um, uh, I love the main event. I did. I, I'm going to get into you know, I'm going to be here for a long time here, you know, next three hours. So, uh, But the main event, and, and we're hot off of it. So uh, I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was great. And uh, the energy was there from an announcing standpoint. I thought Michael Cole, uh, uh, Corey Graves, and Booker, but especially Michael Cole, really knocked it out of the park. Yes. I really do. I thought he kicked butt, um, called that main event, told the proper stories, 
and, and the talent, all four men, the wrestlers, they told the physical story of anytime someone was covering someone or in a submission hold, you know, somebody else would bust that up. Because like I said earlier, you don't have to beat the champion, Brock Lesnar in this instance, to, to become champion. Therefore, everyone's got to save every finish so they can, you know, in, in storytelling. So they can, you know, live to maybe them become the champion. And Michael Cole did a great job narrating this and telling that story. He really did. And that's just his experience. And, and you know, you got to tip your cap to the guy. He busted his butt on that. Those are not easy matches to call those type of four ways. I've called several of them in my announcing career. So I can tell you from experience, it's not that easy to call those shows. So, I'm sorry, uh, those matches, those type matches. But, um, you know, it was a, a very uh, powerful, uh, powerful main event. Hey, uh, let me bring in uh, uh, right now uh, Dennis Jones, the audio producer extraordinaire. He's in a different room. We have a camera on him because he insisted because of his ego having his own camera on him. Uh, they call him the Lumber Biscuit. I call him Lumberjack. Timber! Uh, Dennis Jones, Mr. Lumberjack. Did you get a chance? I know you were busy. You really didn't see the main event much, did you? No, I got the main event was the one I got to see the most. So the other the other matches not so much i was busy but i did get to sit back and enjoy the main event for the most part i didn't get to see the finish until i got in here i heard it i didn't see it yeah cuz you were avoiding me all night but that's a whole nother story i, I was going to say how excited are you we're we're in the <laughs> same area but there's you finally have your giant piece of glass to separate yes. us yes i love it it's awesome Oh, finally i don't have to be so close to you stuck in a closet every day as we call a show it's great. I love this thick, huge glass. But anyway, uh, as I said, great main event right there. A lot of title changes in this show, man. It was crazy. I, I, I wasn't a fan of that. Um, I wasn't a fan, unfortunately, not to be negative Nelly out here, but I wasn't a fan of several things that happened during the show. Um, you know, uh, just not to go in order because, you know, I kind of just spitball it. You know, I don't go in break down every match. Right, let's go segment one. All right, I'll tell you about that. Let's go this match. Down. That's not my routine. There's plenty of other people that do that kind of jazz. Not me. That's not me. Nope, not me. No. Not me. Uh, here's the deal. The, the thing with Enzo in the shark cage with the baby oil and while Cass is fighting, you know, Big Show and Enzo's got to, like, squeeze through and drops. That, that was uh, horrible. I, I, I absolutely hated it. It sucked. It was horrible. Really bad. Really weird. And just made, it was ridiculous. And then the finish came out of nowhere. Cass wins the match. Okay, I'm fine with Cass, you know, beating Big Show. I get it. But I, it just, that whole thing was really kind of funky. I, I mean, it's, it's, I guess in an agent meeting or a production meeting, and I've been in several of these, that probably sounds like a really awesome idea. Seriously. But I, I could tell you, uh, it didn't translate that on, on television. So <laughs> it didn't. Uh, Dennis, did you see that, that bit I'm talking about? I did, yes. It was beyond odd Weird. and horrible. You you nailed everything. Yeah, so buddy. Far. It was kind of strange. Uh, it really was. Uh, but that that was one of the things that stuck out to me too. That just, that, I mean, I should say that's the first thing that stuck out to me. And I'll get into others because it was uh, uh, it, that main event saved it. Saved a lot of what I thought was a, like I said, kind of a men's a men's kind of kind of weak SummerSlam. But uh, the main event. Uh, got rock and rolling for them, and closed the deal and sealed the deal the right way for the WWE in a massive event. Hey, Snake Eyes in Wisconsin, you are on the Taz Show on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, bud? How's it going, Taz? Long time no talk, pal. What do you say, Haas? Talk to me. Ah, uh, dude, I, I, SummerSlam was just 
uh, sound effects store would be going womp, 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 womp. <laughs> I know. It was uh, a little, uh, it was a little uh, weak. Yeah. The main event the, was great. You can't knock that, though. I didn't see it. I had to come back home to my house during that oh. match. So, again, the yeah, how do you how do you critique it, bro? If you didn't see the main event, you got to see the main event. I, I wanted to, but uh, family matters happen, so I hear. You know. I understand. Yeah, but the the bulk of it wasn't. Uh, I I I was not happy with Corbin losing. John Cena beating Corbin. I, I did not think that would happen. I was not happy about that at all. That I could tell you. Um, I think. Oops, what's that? Say again. Uh, I think the Big Show match went too long, and to give Rusev, you know, the minute and a half. Oh, I didn't even get into that. Wash was kind of a downer too. It was a quick, quick deal there. And thanks for calling, Snake Eyes. That that match, that's a whole another story. That 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 deal with um, <laughs> I with with Randy Orton and uh, Rusev. You know, I'm sitting there. I'm sitting here, I should say, and I'm watching Randy Orton come out. He does his entrance, which is great. Randy's a star. I, I, I love Randy. Known him personally for years. Good dude. I mean, true pro, pro's pro. And I'm like, oh, wow, look at this. They're going to have Rusev, a jumper from behind, old school heel, attack him. No entrance for Rusev. I'm down with it. I think that's great. He attacks him, beats up Randy. And I see that sense of urgency in Rusev, and I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> I start thinking, oh, boy. I got a feeling this is not going to be good for Rusev, and this thing might end quickly. Yep, sure enough. In my own brain, I was right. Uh, it ended very quickly. Uh, that match, I don't, I didn't clock it or time it. It had to be. Dennis, did you see? It had to be like a minute. Well, as even. as Snake Eyes is talking, I went, I went. Oh, I completely forgot that match happened. <laughs> I, 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 I know, completely forgot about Randy Orton Rusev. <laughs> it was nuts. Uh, you know, I, look, I, you can't it just. I, I think they tried to budget some time. For the mat later on, mat, you know, matches later on, like the the two big matches, you know, Shinsuke versus uh, Nakamura and obviously Universal Championship. I think that's where they were budgeting a lot of their time. Um, but there are definitely, uh, you know, there were, there were some matches that were real good. Um, finishes were a little bit, like I said, like out of nowhere. Um, if I had to pick, you know, just to, just to set the table for tonight for this special Taz show, which I'll be here till two a.m. Eastern. Just to set the table, if I had to tell you, uh, just off the top of my head, I would say two of the people that worked the hardest in their match uh, would have to be Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss. Okay, this match, uh, these girls worked really, really hard, very physical, very, very intense. Uh, When I saw the way the match started, I'm like, there is no way they're going to keep up with this pace. And sure enough, as I'm thinking that, Cole, Michael Cole says that on air. He goes, this pace is crazy, a fanatic pace, whatever he said, something like that. I'm paraphrasing, but he referenced how fast they were they were wrestling. And and it's usually when you see a match start off that quick, kind of like Rusev Orton, it kind of ends quick. And these two girls, it didn't end quick. They worked snug, and that's a little inside baseball term for you, that which means they worked very stiff. They worked very physical with each other. They they it was, as I said, intense, very fast. The cardio of these two girls, they're not big women, they're not big girls. I mean, they're highly uh, athletic, obviously, and they're in great condition. But the pacing started like at, a, if, if 10 was super fast, it started at like an 8.5. And, and it crescendoed just to a 10 or maybe more. I mean, it just, 
It was ultra, ultra fast. That's very hard to do. Uh, very hard to do uh, physically. It just it, it it burns throughout your body, and and, and you get you become gassed and exhausted. And and they weren't. They just kept going and kept the intensity up. And it was uh, it was definitely something to see. It was very impressive. Uh, I I I loved it. Um, I think that match, unfortunately, might get a little lost in the shuffle of all the other stuff that happened uh, tonight on SummerSlam. Um, you know, uh, we saw Finn Balor, okay, come out as the demon, okay, which, you know, much anticipated. Finally, we see him as the demon, and, God, he had to get the pop of the night, I would assume. He wrestled Bray Wyatt, and Finn wins the match in an excellent match. Uh, you know, but I, I'll tell you, it was, to me, it was uh, uh, that, that pop had a, probably the loudest pop, I guess. I don't know if anybody wants to dispute that, but I would say that Finn Balor, that, that demon entrance was unbelievable, off the chain. Uh, so, look, we're going to get rock and roll into the rest of the card and take a bunch of phone calls here. We've got a lot of people on hold. The lines are jammed. i got to go to break right now. Okay, other side of break, like I said, we'll continue rock and roll and talk with SummerSlam. A little later on, Mike Johnson is going to call into the show here from PW uh, Insider. Mike's got a regular segment on my show every Tuesday morning. But I believe Mike was at the Barclays Center. Yes, I'm getting the confirmation he is. Yes, I, he was, I should say. Yes. Yes, he was there. Okay, so look, Taz Show, taking a break. Be right back. Talking SummerSlam. Back here, special edition of the Taz Show, talking SummerSlam. I'm here to 2 a.m. with you guys on CBS Sports Radio. And uh, I'm going to take some phone calls here. The phone lines are jammed up. we got to loosen those things up. We witnessed a long, semi-exciting SummerSlam with uh, what I felt an epic main event. So, uh, you know... Uh, we got a lot to chat about here for all those wrestling fans right here taking over CBS Sports Radio and yours truly. Some people, I'm looking at uh, my social media on my Twitter here, at official Taz, that's what one Z. And there's some negative uh, tweets towards folks about the pay-per-view. Then there are a couple that people say they loved it. I mean, one thing where I was a little surprised, and I'm not, I'm not going to hate on it, but I made a prediction on my regular daily show, which is 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern every day at TazShow.com. Uh, you know, uh, about Shinsuke Nakamura against Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal, the WWE champion against Shinsuke. And I really felt like Shinsuke was going to win the championship and become the new WWE champion. Especially after what we saw happen with Baron Corbin on SmackDown, where he you know, cashed in the money in the bank and lost. And I felt like they did that. They pulled that money in the bank so then Jinder could lose the championship and they don't have that albatross hanging over them while Nakamura is the champion. But you got to hang on a second because I was kind of wrong. Uh, that prediction, see, that's, if you're new to the Taz show, that's how this works here. When I'm wrong, I tell you. I'm up front, Jones. I don't sit here and BS you. That's my, my deal. That's not it. I, I always tell the truth out here. I never lie. I don't BS you. Never, ever. Will you stop? Never. I'm telling you right now. But I'll tell you this right now. 
I was definitely way off on that finish. I was surprised that Nakamura, Nakamura lost the match. Uh, but, you know, um, uh, and it kind of the finish kind of sucked, to be honest. Not not the actual one, two, three, the ending, but the way they went into it, I, I don't know if they were rushed or what happened there. It was kind of a little clunky, but the match was good. I, I, I really enjoyed Jinder versus Nakamura. That, that's not what I'm knocking. I just, the finish, uh, it kind of came out of nowhere, uh, and I was a little surprised at the way that went down. Hey, Chris in New Jersey. You're on the Taz Show on CBS Sports Radio. What's up there, Hoss? Hey, what's up, Taz? First time caller to your show. Oh, um, thank you, buddy. Got to say, I was born in 88, grew up through your, your heydays in EC Dove, so I love you, and even uh, in your little stint in uh, the other companies. So, you <laughs> thank know, you. Talk, talking about this pay-per-view, look, I, I don't know if you even saw it, but the first first match of the night, the Hardy Boys and Jason Jordan versus The Miz and The Miz okay, Taraz, I, I, mean, I was in rude here. I didn't, I, I gotta be honest, I didn't see it. I I kind of, I know that uh, Miz was victorious, I believe, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but just the fact that it was so early in the card, I mean, the, I know. Do you feel uh, like I, these tag teams that have been bringing back the, the Dudleys, the Hardys, they kind of are getting hammered locked by, by what's going on in the backstage. Mm. But, you know, look, I, I do think I could have wrote a better finish to that to that uh, main event. Look, I mean, which one? The knock? You talking about Nakamura? No, no, no. The the fatal four way for the, the universal title. Uh, look, that was a, that was a hell of a match. There, it bud. was a great match. I will give you that. But yeah. at a time where you know you got to have a fan base who really has resentment for Roman Reigns, just can't stand the man. Right. What would have been better than to add a third piece to that group that won the tag team titles earlier in the night? No disqualification. Have them come out to help him win the title. What a way to that would have blew the place the roof off the Barclays Center. Yeah, wait, hold would on, a second. let me get this straight. Hold on, so wait, hold, hold, hold a second. Wait a second. So what you're saying to me is they should have had Roman Reigns come out earlier to help? Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, in that main event there, what a way to bring Roman Reigns up, but yeah. then to reunite the well, shield, the whole shield. Hey, Chris, right Chris, not a bad idea at all. Not a bad idea by you, seriously. But I think that they're veering away from that. They're totally veering away uh, from, uh, from uh, thank you for calling, Chris. I appreciate it. And, and good thought. But I think they're totally veering away. Maybe I'm wrong on this, but putting that shield thing back together. Right now, you have new tag team champions, you know, in Dean Ambrose, and in, uh, I almost called him Tyler Black. Dennis, you hear this? I almost called him Tyler Black. Believe this? Well, I mean, at one point in time, he was Tyler Black, so, I mean, he preferred to go by Seth Rollins Seth now. Rollins is his preferred name now. So, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose are the new tag team champs. I just don't think they want to go that route of uh, do- doing a whole shield thing. Uh, they could do that down the road. Right now, the WWE, in regards to this, Chris, they need to concentrate in regards to Dean Ambrose and Seth. They need to concentrate on you know be, building that chemistry, getting over as the tag team champions, and build. Because look at um, just a week ago, and even the announcers said it, where these two guys were kind of they weren't on the same page yet, and then we saw them unite finally. And next thing you know, boom, here they are, they're the champs now. Like what? The, like it came out of nowhere. So. Uh, I, I think now you kind of have to build that a little bit and, and have them. They, I think they're going to get a good push with these titles. Uh, and I think they'll do well as champs. I do, but I don't. I think Roman Reigns is a whole separate gimmick. You know, just he's got to be completely. Just let him do his thing. Um, you know, I, I have no problem that Brock won the match. Um, I, I have no problem that Roman got pinned. Um, I think that only helps Roman. To be honest with you, it, my my perspective. That that's what I think. Um, otherwise, it's it's. Uh, you know the the people are hating on this guy more and more uh, at, at that point. You know if you if you if you go to route of having Roman 
having Roman, uh, you know, not be the guy to get pinned or, or whatever because people just hate the guy for, for whatever chance they get. Hey, Miguel in San Diego, you on the Taz Show. What's going on there, Hoss? We're on CBS Sports Radio. Talk to me. Miguel, what's up, buddy? Taz, hey, this is the first time calling. Oh, okay, what's up, man? Talk to oh, me, no, Miguel. First time, long time. Oh, first time, long time. Oh, that's a yambag shot right there, my friend. <laughs> man, what's up, man? I just want to, I just want to know your thoughts about Adam Cole debuting in Takeover. I thought it was awesome, Adam Cole. I watched Takeover, and Miguel, thank you for calling. I thought it was awesome, Adam Cole. Came through the audience last night, Saturday in Brooklyn, uh, with Red Dragon. They, they helped and they they you know beat up the new champ. I thought it was great. I'm not here talking about NXT right now, but I do think that was awesome. Uh, that Adam Cole and hopefully he gets a great run. Bobby Roode loses the the title to Drew McIntyre, and now maybe we see Bobby Roode on the main roster. Adam Cole, I think he's going to have an opportunity to be a big time heel with Red Dragon. I think it's I think it's pretty cool right now. All right, welcome back to the special edition of the Taz Show, a SummerSlam post-reaction show. Uh, Going to get some phone calls real quick here. Mike Johnson coming up later on. Hey, listen, uh, trust the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to help you choose the brakes that are, are the exact fit for your vehicle. Brands you trust like Brake Best and Wagner Thermal Quiet. O'Reilly Auto Parts has the brake parts you need at guaranteed low prices. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. So we're sitting here talking about this title change galore. Five titles changed hands at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn between the pre-show and the regular SummerSlam show. That's a lot of title changes. That's setting the table for Raw and SmackDown for, you know, the next several, I guess, months, you would say. Because I would think they're going to keep these titles uh, on these champions uh, for a good amount of time. You never know. I mean, you never know. I mean... They've been a little unpredictable lately, WWE, with their titles. I got to be frank; they've they've changed these things around, uh, for, you know, left and right, right and left, up and down, everything, boom, 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 back and forth. It's been happening a lot. Yes, seriously. So uh, we shall see uh, what happens on that. Uh. Hey, Chan Man in Los Angeles, you're on the Taz Show on CBS Sports Radio. What do you say there, Hammer? Taz, Lumberjack, love you both. <laughs> Chan, what's love going you, on, Chan. pal? What's up? First of all, congrats on the special tonight. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Yeah, and I, I wanted to talk about uh, Marlo's commentary last night, but since you said you aren't talking much NXT, can I change that to a different question? It's about your tonight, call, or? Chan, man. Please, sir, it's your call. You can ask whatever you want. Go ahead. Ah, nice. <laughs> Thank you. Also, can I tell a quick uh, wrestling joke, if I may? It better be quick, sir. Please. You know how yeah, I yeah. work. You know how I am, please. And funny. Yes, yes. It better be funny. It better too. be what? funny. That's more important. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Chanel. What, Chanel. Is, what is Luke Gallo's favorite animal? Uh, I, I don't know. Birds. <laughs> that was horrible. You Decent. must be, you must be drunk. <laughs> All right. What's your thing on the commentary, big guy? Talk to me. Okay, well, I, I wanted to say, uh, last night when I was watching NXT after the main event, a long-haired guy came into the ring to attack Drew McIntyre. <laughs> I couldn't see his face. I, I know. couldn't see his face. I didn't know who he was. But <laughs> Mauro, just <laughs> yeah. a psychic extraordinaire, recognized him before anyone could even see who he was. Unbelievable. He had long hair. It could have been Seth Rollins. It could have been Cassius Dude. Ono. 
That well, actually, is... it couldn't have been Cassisono because he's a little chubby. But uh, a little bit chubby, yeah. Remember, Dude, that uh, is that is announcing one hundred and one not to upcut. You got to look at your monitor. You can't be a mark. You got to look at your monitor and watch what's happening and pretend that you weren't in a production meeting early in the day and you're not looking at a run sheet where it says Adam Cole, Cole is going to enter the building and enter the ring. And that's exactly what, what Mauro did. He he, yeah. he wanted us all to know that he knew who it was. That's what I feel. And and he upcutted it. And fans are noticing it. Like, I've saw it on yeah. Twitter, people saying it. Chan, you said it. You're obviously very intelligent. But, yeah, that's a, mm-hmm. that's an epic fail by him. He Look, it, he works hard. He preps. He's passionate. Yeah, he, he yells a little bit, but that whatever. That's his style. You, you can't make those. That's a mistake. And and when I was a commentator at WWE, that was like, dude, you get a lot of heat for stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking about you go to the principal's office and you deal with Vince McMahon. Obviously, I know Vince McMahon. Which is not fun. Uh, what else you got, buddy? Yeah. I remember back in the day, there was a long buildup uh, talking about The Undertaker's brother, Kane. Then when he debuted uh, uh, first at the Hell in the Cell, Bad Blood, whatever it was, right. uh, Vince says, that's going to be, that's going to be, that's going to be Kane. That's gonna, <laughs> like he, he was like questioning, is that right. Kane? Even though we all knew it was Kane, Correct. he was questioning it. But right away, yep. Morrow's like, Adam Cole. I was that's like, oh, it. man, I didn't even get a chance to uh, think about who it is. Like, it's he just, just, told me it's right away. just to let people know that he knows. I, I, I can't stand that. That's a, it's a... It's to be frank. It's a mock out moment, and he shouldn't. I mean, for him, and Chan, thanks for calling, buddy. I appreciate you. And of course, uh, the lumberjack and I both. We definitely we love you, buddy. You know that. Well, we love you. Yeah, definitely. nothing but love for Chan. Yes, yeah, Chan is the man for sure. Uh, did you get a chance, uh, Dennis, to watch NXT last night? I actually did not. I was working here last night, mm. and I had to go. I had to meet the Tasho fans, as we well know. Oh, you, uh, yes. you put that out there. We got to be sure to, there to was, uh, we gotta say thank hello them. to them and, and thank them. It was a sea of humanity, as uh, you know, uh, the late great Gorilla Monsoon would say. Uh, there was a sea of humanity in the Barclays Center for NXT SA Tasho fans, I should say. Sea of humanity of Tasho fans. Big giant poster, Rover poster. Flag. Also like Rover. Flag, I should say. Flag. Poster, flag, whatever. What are you, an art specialist? Yeah, but you're right. There was, it was gigantic. You guys were, Now, you guys went to eat. You guys were all together. It was a bunch of people. I didn't Chef, even know you Chef, were going. Chef Mike did a one-night only return to the to Boilermakers. Right, right, right. That's nice. I didn't know any of this was happening. And, and I saw this. I'm like, wow, look at these guys. That's great. That was awesome. And, and, and you guys all went to the show. It was a bunch of people, a lot of support for the Taz show. And, and the nation of the We Over Nation, I should say, it was very cool. It was very awesome that that happened. Uh, and I appreciate it. Thank all you guys for doing that. Hey, Martin in Minnesota, you were on the Taz show on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, bud? Hey, how you doing tonight, Taz? How are you, man? Oh, pretty good. Um, yeah, um, I'm a big fan of Rusev. You know, I feel like he could be a big main event player for the company. I agree. But after, the, but after tonight, and I'm kind of concerned, especially after, you know, on a big pay-per-view. But my question is, what do you think the future holds for him in the business? Look, I think in the business or in WWE? Uh, in That's WWE. a because there's a big difference. <laughs> That's why I'm asking you that. <laughs> Yeah, in in WWE because I've heard from other like <clears throat> dirt sheets that he's asked out of his uh, contract. Mm. Well, I don't. I, as far as dirt sheets, I don't. Uh, that, you know, for those that don't know, a dirt sheets it's like insiders and reporters that write stuff. I, uh, you know, Martin. For me, I don't go by uh, that kind of stuff. Um, look at if he uh, asked to get, get out of his contract, it could be true. I don't think they would have had him on the pay per view, even though he did lose rather quickly. 
Uh, forget about all that for a second, Martin. I think that the way he's been used as of late, especially tonight, and even before a little bit, once they took you know, Lana away from him, because I thought that was a great pairing, those two. You know, Martin, I'm sure you like them together too, correct? Yeah, correct, and that don't make any sense, especially now that Lana's kind uh, of teaming up with uh, Tamina. I, I agree. I totally agree with you. So the thing is, I don't think that uh, his Rusev's future is too bright. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. Uh, and thank you very much for calling, Martin. I hope I'm wrong because I'm a fan, too, just like you, Martin, of Rusev's work. His promo work, his in-ring work, the, his physical presence. The guy is menacing-looking. He looks he looks the part. Big, thick, hairy dude. Looks like he could rip your limbs off and beat you with him. You know, just like give you a just Imagine somebody just ripping your arms off and just beating the snot out of you with your own arms and legs. Just, just, just whack. Just beat. That's what this guy can do to you. So, I mean, you know, he doesn't look like the cosmetic-looking, ripped bodybuilder guy. He looks like a rugged guy you see in a bar that's drinking a pint of beer that'll just crack you in a heartbeat. And, that, you know, but I don't know how the guy is backstage, and that's a big part. And guys that listen and got lady, men and women that listen to my show regularly know that I talk a lot about that. The politics behind the scenes are a big part of sometimes how someone gets pushed or not pushed. And maybe that's the case with this guy. I don't know Rusev, never met him, but I am a fan of his work for sure. I do think his, if he was not with the WWE anymore, he, he'd get work in a heartbeat. He's coming hot off their TV. The guy can work. He's been to the big time and made money at the big time. And the guy, the guy looks the part. He's big, strong, fast, uh, can work. He's got it all, and he's young enough. So uh, I definitely think that um, his future is bright in the business. In WWE, uh, maybe not so much. Kevin in California, you're on the Taz Show on CBS Sports Radio. What's up there, bud? Hey, Taz. Hey, Kev. First time, long time. Oh, is that so? That's another shot in the bag. We are rocking with two already. What's going on, big guy? Talk to me, Hammer. So do you think that Nakamura's push is done, or no. is he still going to? No, no, I don't, bro. I don't think his push is done. Um, how could you, Kev, how could anybody stop his push? They got a lot of money invested in him. He can work really well. He's over huge. Listen to the audience when he comes out. They put money. They're paying that violin dude, or, uh, cello, whatever he's playing. Is that violin that he's playing, Dennis, or is that, is that a fiddle? It's like a fiddle. It, it not, was a fiddle. Yeah. Uh, in NXT, and then since he's upgraded, now they bumped it up to a violin. Yeah, throw a little banjo put up by his ear and play that. But the thing is, I'll tell you this right now, Kev, I don't think that uh, the future's bleak for Nakamura. I think the future's bright for Nakamura. A lot of times, Kev, what happens is they it's a little test. You know, they, they, we're giving you a big push, you're getting a big title shot, and then we beat you. And, and see how you react. They're big into seeing how you react after something negative is going to happen. You know what I mean? To see your facial expressions. Stuff that doesn't happen on camera. You follow me? Yeah, I understand. So that could be the case with him. But I, I'm a fan of his. So I, I, and I think most folks are. I mean, what, what's not to like? My only thing with, with, with uh, Kevin, with uh, Nakamura, is that it's just his. he tries his best to cut promos. He, he obviously is... First, uh, language of choice is Japanese because he's from Japan, and I think that could be a little bit of the problem. Maybe that's why they didn't put the title on him. I think they also want to keep that heel heat going that they have with Jinder Mahal right now. But I, I don't know if you listen to my regular show or watch my regular show, but I, I predicted that Nakamura would win, so I was a little shocked when that happened. i got to be honest. Yeah, the match seemed way too short. 
Uh, it was a little short. I don't think it was way too short. I didn't like the actual finish. Uh, I, 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 I like the way those two guys work together. Thank you for calling, Kevin. I like their physical um, chemistry with each other. I thought that worked out really well, in my opinion. I thought it was pretty good, actually. So, uh, But I don't think the match was too short. I mean, it was a lot of matches. So, I mean, you know, y- y- you get to the arena, and then you're, you're told, hey, you're going to have, whatever, 14 minutes for your segment or 16 minutes for your segment. And, I, and, and I've mentioned this before. When they tell you that, that, that includes your entrance and your exit. You know, so that's all encompassed, all of that time, not just bell to bell, 14 minutes. It's everything. So, guy like Nakamura, he's got an extremely long entrance. That's part of the, that time. I, again, I don't know how much time they told him he has. But as the show goes on, the lady you are on the card, uh, but he was in a main event match, so maybe it doesn't apply to this. Uh, you know, a lot of times they'll take some time from your match. You know, an hour goes by, and then the agent will come up to you. Hey, guys, they'll come up to you and your opponent and say, all right, uh, you know, you had 14 minutes. Uh, that f- two segments went long, whatever. Now you get nine minutes. That happens every day in WWE on every TV spot all the time. That's a regular occurrence, and it sucks. It's happened to me a whole bunch and, uh, you know, it, it, it's not fun when that happens. And that could be the deal. Uh, maybe some of the time got cut. Hey, uh, Banata in South Carolina, you were on the Taz Show on CBS Sports Radio. Did I say your name wrong? I think I did. Yeah, you, you kind of did. It's, I'm sorry. Say it again. Say your name. Banta. Banta. My bad. My bad. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. What's up, man? Um, I just got three quick questions, and I'll take your opinions off the air. Sure. Um, yeah. First. First off, I want to get your opinion on the whole Ambrose-Rollins situation. Do you think that Ambrose could possibly turn heel at some point in time in the future against Rollins to get back at him for past circumstances? Also, I want to get your opinion about Jinder Mahal. How far do you think they're willing to take him uh, in the future? What pay-per-view or... Well, not what pay review, but who do you think they could possibly get the title to? Gotcha. After him, and uh, lastly, what do you think about Lesnar and how far they could possibly take him with the whole UFC situation going down with Jones and all that crap? I hear, but uh, I appreciate it, man. And I, have been, good night. thank you, Beth. Appreciate that. But uh, so yeah, so here's the deal. Um, first off, Dean Ambrose. Yeah, I think Dean Ambrose's character is a very unpredictable uh, character. His gimmick—that's his whole shtick. So you could have him turn heel, and, and and that could be the dissension in those tag titles down the road. This is not going to happen right away. Yeah, you can do that with no problem. I think that'd be a, an easy fix. Uh, Dennis, help me out, bro. Seven concussions I've had, so I forget. I know he mentioned Brock Lesnar. Oh, Jinder Mahal. What did he say about Jinder? He wants to know how far they, they're willing to take Jinder. Yeah, that's right. I think that this was a big speed bump that Jinder got over here, You know, meaning that uh, defeating Nakamura was massive. Now, my prediction is they go far with him. Now, watch. They'll turn around. They'll do a rematch on Tuesday, and Jinder will lose the title. Uh, so, <laughs> no, who knows? I'm just saying. I think this is a big speed bump for speed uh, for Jinder to get over, and I think Jinder, uh, just my, my thoughts on it, will go far now with this title. I got to tell you guys, uh, as a former wrestler and champion in myself, I humbly say that, Watching Jinder's work tonight, he, he, you know, it was crisp. He worked very physical. He worked very aggressive. Um, he looked different in a good, positive way. Uh, I, I, Vince likes that. 
you know, he likes it when you work a little snugger, a little tighter. And um, I think that he did that tonight. And I, like I said, I think it's a very big, um, a, a big speed bump that Jinder got over tonight. And I think that, may, you know, Nakamura is a massive name. Now they could turn around, do a rematch Jones, and then, you know, next thing you know, boom, boom, boom. You know, we got a new champion on Tuesday when, you know, Knock beats him, Nakamura beats him. Who knows? And then Brock Lesnar with the whole UFC thing, man, I don't know. Jeez, that whole thing. Look, I, I, for those that are new to my show or new to me, Look, I, I, you know, look, a, a, any UFC guy that that calls out someone outside the MMA realm is a genius, because you're, you're looking at Conor McGregor and his body of work here, what he's doing with with Mayweather. You got to do this, and that's what John Jones did. He picked out the biggest dog on the block that's not on his block, that's on a very expensive block that's on TV on his block every freaking week. So with millions of people seeing him in Brock Lesnar, a household name, why not call him out? And, and and he went uh, he went on, on on shows and basically admitted that John Jones I was said that a couple of weeks ago, so you know I, I I who knows if that's real right there I know this much the WWE wants to keep that universal title on Brock otherwise they wouldn't have had him win and, and they you know when when Brock and Paul put that stip out in character uh, a week ago two weeks ago whatever it was you know on Raw I think it was was it last week I don't remember when it was when, when was it Dennis was it last week. I think two weeks ago. Two weeks, maybe it was. Yeah, but they, right there, kind of to me, it was an angle alert that they're going to keep the titles right there. You know, I'm not titles. I'm sorry, they were going to stay in the company. I should say keep the titles. I'm thinking of something else. Uh, but you know, t- to me, um, if if I'm Vince McMahon, I don't want Brock double dipping. You know, if I have a lot of money invested in Brock, you know, and he's he's and Brock worked his tail off tonight, folks. He worked really hard. And, 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 like, really hard. And the whole crew did. I mean, all four of those guys that ended the ref worked really, really hard. So Brock busted his butt. And um, I got no problem with that. I thought it was legit. I thought he worked real hard. And I, if I'm Vince, I'm happy as a pig in poop right now with Brock Lesnar. And uh, I, I want to keep him around for, for forever. So, now, I also think that Brock has really made that universal title. He really has made that universal title. So uh, uh, I didn't think that was going to happen. I'm very impressed with how that's been happening because Brock is such a credible guy. You know, For a while, he wasn't on TV much at all as universal champ, and I, I scoffed on that. But he's been doing a lot. The, the company is doing a better job leading up to some of them having him on a, sh- uh, on a show a lot. He's kind of put a lot of credibility in that universal title. On that note, i got to go to break. Other side of break here on the Taz Show, CBS Sports Radio. We'll take some more phone calls, talk some more SummerSlam. we got Mike Johnson coming up a little bit. Taz Show, sit tight. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Live from NYC, human suplex machine, the one and only king. They stream it and they scream, it's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking, everybody just wants more with the action. Hip-hop Jones got the music blasting, better watch out, it's all he's asking. Over like Rover, he keeps it real, he's no joker. Original, he's no poser, no competition, he's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer, cause it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. All right, we're back. We are back. We are back, back, back right here with this SummerSlam post-show, SummerSlam reaction show, the special edition of me, my show, the Taz Show. And we are coming to you live right now from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studio. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, 
better prices every day. Okay, yeah, test two, test one, test two. Watch that, check that, okay. And uh, the guy you heard, Hip Hop Jones there, rapping uh, my intro. That's, if you're new to the show, that's a guy named Bazanji. And uh, check him out on the Twitter with a Z, Bazanji. He's the man, he does a lot of, uh, he's a hip hop artist from North Carolina, does a lot of, lot of cool little rhymes, as the kids are calling them. They call them rhymes, right, Dennis? They call them like a little hip-hop, little rimlick. Off limericks. the rip, they call them rhymes. Off the rip. It's kind of like a little limerick. That's what hip-hop is. Limerick with, with, with a smooth feel, right? like a limerick. I'm, we actually know a guy who's very good at limericks. Yeah, I do. Who? Well, he's uh, he's the video guy of the show. Oh, Andy. I forgot about that. Andy. <laughs> My bad, yeah. Yeah, he does do limericks. Just does them very deep voice tile. Yeah, he does... Limericks all the time. Yes, he does. Yeah, you guys got to make fun of me on the special. <laughs> Even on the special, you got to make fun of me. Yeah, well, that's what happens, Ant. We're getting you over, son. I mean, trying to make you a star. It's not easy. Here's some of uh, Anthony's uh, work, old school work, for those that never heard it. They call me the <laughs> Shockmaster. <laughs> hey, Miles in California, you're on the Taz Show on CBS Sports Radio. What do you say there, Hammer? How's it going, man? What's up, buddy? Talk to me, Miles. What's going on? You want to talk man, about like SmackDown? What man, do you want to talk? <laughs> like I said, like I said, I said in the gimmick tag early, man. I totally agree with you, man. SummerSlam could have been a whole lot better. It could have better. Could have been right. Main event was good, though. Main event was good. It was real. It was lit, as the kids are calling it. Yeah. Also, um, a good match that was pretty good as well was the pre-show between um, New Day and Uso. Well, that was a that was a long match, and it was a really, really, really good match. And we saw Usos now become tag champs again. You know, Miles, I'm a big fan of the Usos. They get it done right, and uh, they're, they're the most real thing I feel going with that real urban feel. You know, and and, and they they feel real. You know what I mean? So I was yep. happy they won. It was it was a hell of a match. Definitely. Yeah, Definitely. no doubt, no doubt about it. I mean, that was uh, was probably the best match on the pre-show, I would think. I mean, I, I, yeah, I definitely thought so. Yeah, definitely those. Miles, thanks for calling, buddy. I appreciate you. Uh, that's Miles in California right there. You know, uh, Miles calls the show on a uh, uh, not a regular basis. He's called. He's a regular call, I would say, right? Yeah, he definitely a regular. He call. calls once a week every Wednesday after SmackDown. That's just Jake being Jake. Okay, uh, watch that. We had a problem with this sound I said, effect. I store. said Miles, not Jake. I don't know. Yeah, that's definitely right. W- w- did you mess with this uh, the sound effect store? I have not touched the sound effects. It, you know what? It, the problem is, we're seven to nine a.m. Now we're doing a, you know eleven p.m. to two a.m. <laughs> so the sound effect store is all out of whack. That's a good point. No one cares. That's a good point. Okay, yeah, I got you. I got you. Okay, hey Josh in New Jersey, uh, you're on the Taz Show on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, man? Hey Taz. I'm 12 years old. I watch. I listen to your show um, after every chance I can get for wrestling, and I just thought the show was great tonight, um, except for the main event. I thought it was a great main event, except for the the outcome. I thought that it should have changed up, and Scotland should have went on to MMA for a little bit. And what are your thoughts? Well, hold on, Josh. I mean, I'm just curious. Who do you think should have won if it wasn't Brock? Um. I think it'd be good if, because we could have said Roman Reigns to Shield um, either with or without the championship. I'd say anyone broke Brock, but I was hoping for Braun Strowman. 
Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people would like Braun to, to win. I, I would wanted Samoa Joe to win, to be honest with you. I wanted Samoa Joe to win. I feel Joe could definitely, he's a guy that deserves to be at that next level, and it would have shocked a lot of people, but he's credible enough to do that, Josh, uh, meaning Samoa Joe. Um, but this whole Shield thing, Josh, I don't know. I was talking to, and thank you for calling, young man. I appreciate that. I was uh, I was talking to a caller earlier. I don't remember the gentleman's name, but uh, same deal. I mean, th- this whole Shield thing with, you know, just because now we have Dean Ambrose together and Seth Rollins together, why do people think that it's like a must or a foregone conclusion that now, you know, uh, you, you got to put Roman Reigns with them? Like, why? Why does that have to be? Roman Reigns, do you people not realize the amount of money that has been put into all of these guys, nevertheless, are Roman Reigns? Yeah. Now, some will say, well, hold on, Tess. Hang on a second. Let's back up a little bit. Because there's been a ton of money put into both Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. I agree. As individuals, I agree. But why would you take all three? It almost is like you're conceding to say to the fact that, hey, you know what? These three guys didn't get over, so we got to put them back together and go back in time the way it was when they were a unit. So let's do that now. No. Why? I like what WWE's doing. I hope they keep Roman Reigns completely away, away from the new tag team champions over there. With uh, you know, with, with Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, keep him away, keep him away. Seriously, Dennis, from a fan perspective, I'm curious. Do you agree with that? You know, I, from a fan's perspective, I would love to see the Shield together. Really, but that's just that's a fan. We, oh, as God. as you put it, we're all just marks. Yeah, I, I don't look at it like that, dude. I look at it like I look. I'm not saying I have a problem with them putting Dean and Seth back together. I I don't. If they would have put Seth with Roman or whatever, I don't even. You know, that would have been fine, too. I, I don't think do a S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion. I, I don't. I, I agree with you in that sense. I think like a loose affiliation, like not not the full blown, where they're coming we, down the yeah. stands together. Like I think if they went out and helped, and then it was just kind of like, hey, look, we're with you because of our past, but we're not we're not together. Right, right. Well, uh, I, I don't know. I don't think that, I don't think it's, I think they should just, they, they did a little bit with that little loose affiliation, like a little tease they were doing. A while back with the three of them. I, I think, just my opinion, you keep roaming away from those guys. Let those guys build them as a cohesive unit as the tag team champions. Hey, Gary, Connecticut, you are on the Taz Show on CBS Sports Radio. What's up there, man? Tasmanian Devel. Love it, man. Did Evan call in yet? The guru, the connoisseur of wrestling. That's me. Yep, you got it. You're damn right. That's me, buddy. Yes. I, I know, am guys. the sensei. I am the sensei of this. Yes, I know. I'm an expert. You know that, right? I love it, man. What's I love up, it. And I'm, I'm telling you, I was a little kid, and I, I, I love wrestling so much. I remember that they couldn't take the title from Bruno at the Garden. Oh. They had to go down in Baltimore. Remember that? The superstar take him down there. Then when we went back to the Garden, I'm like nine years old. <laughs> Bruno put a beating on him, and then the superstar <laughs> ran out of the ring to get to the disqualification. So he wouldn't lose the, lose the crown and stuff. But I love wrestling, man. I yeah, tell you. buddy. And, and I, love, I always love calling guys out and promotion of all this stuff. Uh, that's a part of it, the attraction, the yeah. whole thing. The same thing with McGregor and Mayfly. I call him Mayfly because he was dodging <laughs> Pacquiao all those years. It was a Sleeping Beauty versus, versus Mayfly. I like that, Mayfly. I've never but heard that. That's pretty good. I like that. <laughs> but you know something, man? Let me tell you something, man. Yeah. The only way to beat a great defensive boxer is to overwhelm that fight, that, that boxer with punches. Now, we don't know what McGregor is. He could turn out to be, you know, the, just like pulling a guy out of the front row. Mm. The bottom line is he should have been, he should have trained like an animal, 
and watched at least 500 hours of Marciano, especially Marciano oh. Arthur Moore, because that's where Marciano breaks a great defensive fighter. This Mayweather, this guy is a very elusive and yet very intelligent fighter. Like when he, when he's fighting defensively, and, and I predict it will be a boring fight, um, and McGregor is not an idiot. He's not just going to go bum-rush the guy. Okay, and, and, and fighters are different than it was during those great years when a great fighter like Marciano, you know, these guys are faster today, they're more athletic. It's, it's, and you're talking about, you're not, not heavyweights with Marciano back in the day. I mean, look, at, uh, I think that McGregor, okay, uh, is going to get caught in a trap like some great fighters have against Mayweather where they can't crack him. How is this McGregor going to crack a Mayweather? What are you kidding me? This guy's not in his realm. He can't take a guy down. He can't kick a guy. He can't, you know, he's got gloves on. He can't, he's got boots on. He can't do what he does. It's, come on. It's just, it's going to be boring. I mean, look, if people want to spend money on it, go ahead. Do your thing. I don't care. I'm not spending a dime on it. You know, not happening. I mean, I'm sure, Dennis, you going to buy this fight? I'm not doing it. I'm certainly not, but I also want to compliment you. Look at you showing off. We're on the, we're on the big network talking more than just wrestling. No. Body slams uh, and beyond. Believe it or not, believe it or not. Now, you know this, and the regular fans of this show, I actually have the ability. I'm not just the wrestling guy, like some <laughs> people think that work in some companies. Let's just, I'm not talking about fans here. I'm talking about people. And, and maybe some people, oh, he's just a wrestling expert. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I talk a little sports, I would say, almost every day. Uh, and I know some stuff. So, uh, yeah. Uh, whatever. I don't want to put myself over, but I have to. No one else is. Hey, Matt in New York, uh, you were on the Taz Show on CBS Sports Radio. What's up there, Haas? Hey, Taz. How are you? Good, Matt. What's up, bud? Uh, good. Um, second time to talk to you. First time since SummerSlam last year, actually. So awesome. good to hear you on uh, FAN again. That's well, uh, you know, It's a real honor, and I'm sure you appreciate it as much yes, as your fans Yes, know. I do, buddy, and I appreciate uh, the compliment. And good to talk to you again. What's going on? Same here. Um, so I called you last year, and I spoke about tag teams and how I thought the tag team scene was awful mm. a year ago. And I think fast forward a year, it's improved dramatically. I think the matches are a lot better. I think Vince is allowing tag team wrestling to kind of be yes. tag team wrestling again. Yes, I agree. And I think other than the main event, I think the tag teams overshadowed the entire pay-per-view tonight. I thought the pre-show match did not deserve to be in that pre-show at all. Uh, I agree. I agree. I, but I'll t- check this out, Matt. What about this? What about Authors of Pain? If these guys end up tomorrow night on Raw and just destroy somebody or on SmackDown, someone like the a team like the Authors of Pain, they could inject even newer life into this whole tag team thing. Now you got Dean Ambrose, you know, and Seth Rollins as the champs. Okay, that's cool. That works. You know, the Hardys, they're sitting on ready to do this broken gimmick, whatever you want, you know, from like they were doing in, you know, TNA. So, I mean, but the Authors of Pain, I don't know where they're going to end up, but maybe they end up on one of the main shows, you know, Raw, SmackDown. They are you familiar with them? I'm assuming you are. Oh, totally, I agree. I think Paul Ellering would be a huge asset to either show. That's right. That's right. And uh, I, I just think that would be really cool. But uh, to your point, yeah, no, the, from a, a year's difference, I agree. Uh, the tag team landscape is much better than it was a year ago. No doubt about it. And and one last point with the, with the two main events. I mean, what what do they see in gender that I don't see? I mean, I understand the whole India concept, but the matches aren't fun. There's no excitement. Yeah, the Singh brothers take some crazy bumps, but mm. like it's just it, to me, it's it's a waste. I don't. I disagree, Matt, and I'll tell you why. What they see in him is heat. He has heat. Okay, if people react to him heavily, he has real heat when he walks out. He does. He's not liked. Yeah, and, but so does Rusev, and Rusev's getting jobbed out in a minute. Well, Rusev has different type heat. Rusev has been on their shows and pushed for a long time. 
So this guy here, Jinder Mahal, it's a newer act. It's a newer feel. Uh, I get that, but to be fair, I'm sorry to cut you off. Rusev has had numerous good matches over the years. I haven't seen one good Jinder match since this title reign started. I disagree. I disagree with that because I, I, I don't know what, what, why... Why is why do you feel he hasn't done a good match? He's had good matches. His intensity in the ring, his physicality in the ring, his is the, the the way he looks. He looks different than everybody I, on the I, roster. I he looks just, totally different than everybody on the roster. Sting brothers running in every time. Maybe if maybe Whoa, Matt, Matt, slow down. First of all, you're talking about the the logistics of a finish the way it's booked. You can't. Put that on the way the guy works. Now, don't tell me about his work rate and then go into the sing burners running in because that's the logistics of a finish, Matt. That's different. You know what I mean? That's yeah. di- that's a different story. You brought that to me. You brought to my attention his physicality or lack thereof as a worker. That's kind of what you implied, right? That So now the booking, I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, with the sing brothers, I agree. I hear you. Um, I, I, I'm saying I'm a fan of gender. I think that I'm not saying he's the greatest worker in the world, but I think that he is uh, more than uh, uh, more than capable to, keep, to 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 go out and generate heat, which I really think he does, Matt. And thank you for calling. He generates heat. His work, especially tonight, he looked real physical. He looked great. The guy looks different than everybody on the card. He looks like a star. He 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 has presence when he walks out. He's not a rook. He's not some green kid. I'm sorry, it it, it works. I mean. And and so many people, Matt, they feel like you. Why? Why is this happening? But you know what? The casual fan isn't saying that. The fan that's following the all these you know the, the different dirt sheets over the years and following wrestling online, which is awesome. That listen to podcasts and are obsessed with listening to wrestling content and listen to my show, and I love you, and that's great. But you guys got to understand, there is something called the casual fan. And that's who Vince McMahon wants to get, the casual fan. The casual fan looks at Jinder Mahal as this big, nasty, mean, ugly, ripped Indian champion that is different, and he looks like uh, you want to hate him. And it's, 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 it's heat. That's called heat. You know, I'm sorry. I, 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 so he's not an internet darling. He's not an internet darling. So what? That don't mean nothing. <laughs> it don't mean nothing to Vince or Triple H or Stephanie. I don't know. Now you got me screaming out here. It's unbelievable. All right, we got to go to break here on the Taz Show. Come back from break. Take some more phone calls. Talk some more SummerSlam. Going to be here until 2 a.m. We got the Mike Johnson from PW Insider. Talk about dirt sheets. We got him coming up in a little while. Taz Show, sit tight. We're back here on the Taz Show, the special SummerSlam reaction show, SummerSlam uh, post-game show, whatever you want to call it. It all works. On CBS Sports Radio right here, broadcasting live right now, and uh, going to get the phone calls in a second. Here. I want to let you guys know real quick here that uh, any of uh, the merchandise for yours truly and for the Taz Show, you can get a Pro Wrestling Tees at ProWrestlingTees.com, T-E-E-S, like T-shirt, Tees. And just search in the search bar there, T-A-Z, and you can find all of my stuff. Uh, actually, everything I'm wearing right now, I'm wearing a new E5L shirt. That's part of my show, which I will not explain what that means here on broadcast radio. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you can get that's going to drop tomorrow. This is a new charcoal gray Jones type shirt. 
uh, the hat I'm wearing. I'm going to walk on billboard here, Dennis. You're even wearing a spitballing shirt. Yeah, you Spitballing? Got, you got spitballing. Locally grown. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot what, it, what does it say. You Locally know. grown and worldwide known. That's me. Yeah, I'm the man running the game. You're damn right. Man running the game. That's me. I'm running the game. You know it like a poet. So go to ProWrestlingTees.com and you type in there, T-A-Z in the search bar. And, uh, and your boy will be there. You have all your shirts you need and all your stuff, hats, everything, everything you want. We got it all for you right over there, kids. Buy a hat. That's right. Uh, hey, uh, Chris in New Hampshire, you are on the Taz Show on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on there, Hammer? Good moment, Taz. Good morning, Dennis. Good moment, Chris. Moment, Chris. I want to make a few comments about Asuka. Okay, go ahead. Um, first, I thought Amber Moon was going to win the match last night. I was shocked she did not. Me too. Yep, so I think Asuka should drop the title and be undefeated in NXT and move up. Really? Uh, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's fine. Well, that's a, that's not a, a horrible idea, but okay. Go ahead. And with that said, I think um, they should air a little teaser video to just the mask showing up on Monday Night Raw to mm. play my games with the champion. Right. That's not a bad idea, buddy. You mean like on the Tron, like on the Titan Tron? Remember they did that with, I don't know how old you are, but when I debuted in WWE before and they would show in like the Tribal 13, the boom, 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 like sometimes they would just sprinkle that yep. in and you do that and what happens is it's not a bad idea by you, Chris, and thank you for calling. It's a very good idea. It's a preconditioned. Yeah, it's a little inside baseball terms right there. Yes. Yes, be preconditioned. Dennis Jones, the producer of the Taz Show, the next big thing in radio, he just learned something. But not a bad idea. I, I don't did. know. Excuse me? I did. Yeah, that's right. You're damn right. Uh, I don't know about Asuka just going down undefeated, though, and just handing the title. I don't know. I mean, I guess they could do that. I wouldn't do that. That's a tough thing. I mean, you know what? It would be funny if you did that with Asuka, that you do with Chris said from New Hampshire. And she just, you know, she has to hand the title and says, look, you know, she can't be beat. She leaves and goes to Raw, hypothetically. And then she goes to Raw, and this would be funny. And then she goes on a losing streak. Now, that would be funny. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it's like, okay, you won all these matches, and now you're going to go on a losing streak. You know, but uh, I, I don't think they'll do any of that, what we just said. But, you know, who knows? I definitely agree with Chris. I thought that uh, Ember Moon would have beat her. I think Ember Moon possibly should have beaten her. And I think that they get to a point with Oscar, where they're going to have to figure out and get really creative to think of now who beats this girl, you know? I mean, she's good, but I don't know if she's got to be like, you know, that's like big monster push Jones right there, to be honest with you. Hey, Thomas in Massachusetts, you're on the Taz Show on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, man? Well, good moment, Taz. Good moment, Big Tom. Talk to hey, me. Good moment, uh, lard-filled <laughs> lumberjack. Oh, I thought that was going to go on longer, but I'll take it. <laughs> uh, that that would have been funny if it would have went longer. Uh, what's going on, buddy? Hey, I just wanted to put you over and then two things about uh, SummerSlam. Yes, sir. Go. So I uh, was watching that Survivor Series when you debuted um, against uh, Kurt Angle. It was... Rub Rumble, Rub Rumble, Rub Rumble, Rub Rumble, Rumble. 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 It's been a while. That's right. No problem. Um, But uh, it was probably one of the best entrances that I saw. And uh, after uh, I got the network, I was able to see your stuff in ECW and... Uh, I learned every single suplex when I was a child just because uh, you were one of my favorite wrestlers. Thank you so much. I appreciate that, Thomas. All right. So uh, about um, SummerSlam, um, the AJ Styles-Kevin uh, Owens match. Yes, sir. Um, do you think that uh, the tease that uh, AJ was going to get rolled up after Shane pushed him, that uh, that should have been the finish 
for uh, Kevin Owens when uh, him and Shane finally got into it because it kind of could have pushed their feud a little bit more. Yeah, it could have pushed a little more. I mean, it, it, it's a little bit of a slim, sim, uh, simplistic type of finish to do that, Thomas. I mean, it could have worked, and thank you for calling, buddy. It could have worked. Um, I, I, You know, AJ won the match, as you guys know. I mean, Shane was involved a lot with it. I. You know, I mean, I wasn't uh, miserable about the finish. I, I have no problem with AJ winning it. I think Kevin Owens is the type of heel that can just talk, 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 and get heat, heat, heat. So if he loses here and there or there and here, it doesn't hurt Doesn't hurt Kevin. He's actually in a really good spot. They can put a title on him at any time they want. They can take a title off him. They can help him make a guy with a title. He's in a very good position where he's that type of talent, uh, where he's built that credibility, and he can talk talk and talk, which is big, 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 you know, because he, he can talk his way out of things on air. He can get guys over without even trying to get over, get, get those guys over, I should say. So he does an excellent job of that. And speaking of talking, uh, I'm done talking for a second here. All right, we're back here on the Taz Show, SummerSlam reaction, SummerSlam post-show special, post-game show. We're going to have Mike Johnson coming up at the top of the hour on 1 a.m. Eastern. Uh, Mike Johnson from PW Insider will be on the show here. Call in. See what he thought about SummerSlam. Hey, speaking of summer, summer's heat can cause your battery fluids to evaporate. Get your battery tested for free. If your battery needs to be replaced, the professional parts people will help you find the battery you need. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. So we're going to get rock and roll a little more uh, <clears throat> deeper into some phone calls here. A lot of people calling the show, and this is your outlet for you to, you know, call, talk about SummerSlam. You hated it. You liked it. What you liked, what you didn't like, whatever, whatever, whatever. The platform is yours. So we shall get into that with Jeff right now. Jeff in Massachusetts, you are on the Taz Show on CBS Sports Radio. What do you say there, bud? What's up, man? I got a question on the on the John Cena match with, with Corbin. Why does it always seem like they they make the the the, um, the match when he lost the Money in the Bank, right? And John Cena always wins. Well, he doesn't always win, but I get your drift. Um, I don't think I think the situation here, bro. You know, Jeff. Mm-hmm. I I don't think it's about Cena winning. I I you know I think Corbin they're they're. I don't know what's going on. It seems like they're trying to send a message to him. Um, you know, he, I got to tell you this, though, Jeff. During the match, during the match, uh, Corbin did look very strong, okay? His physicality was strong. The announcers also told the proper story, and they really built up uh, Baron Corbin as this killing machine. He's miserable. He has no friends. He's a lone wolf, yada, yada, yada. So the announcers, when they're doing that, that's their job. That's the directive. That's That's coming from the boss. And, uh, and they did. They did do that for him. Now, I th- I do think, uh, I don't think I should say that Cena should have won. I'm with you that Corbin should have won. Um, I thought Corbin would win, especially what we just saw happen on, on Tuesday uh, with him losing that money in the bank. You know what I'm saying? So right, I, I, exactly. def- I, thought, yeah. I thought, to your point, uh, I do think that Cena, I'm sorry, Corbin should have got redemption, and he didn't. So I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I mean you know. Uh, but, I, but, 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 Taz, you think these, you know, like John Cena, you know, he's been in the business for so long. Yeah. And you got the young guys coming in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. When it, when, they in the, in the back, be like, okay, well, it's his time. Not seen as Corbin's. It's his time. I know. The thing is this. That's, I don't, we don't sure. know. You don't know. And I don't know. Like maybe right. backstage. And I met Corbin once. He seemed like a good kid. 
Who knows? Maybe he... It, big guy. He's a big dude. But, Jeff, it only takes one time to piss off someone backstage in power, and then you got this black cloud over you for, like, a, a month sometimes. It happens. You're like in a doghouse. And that that might be the case here, Jeff. Thanks for calling. That could be the case. I don't know. Look at and, and listen, for anybody that's going to be mad at Cena for winning, look at if 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 the company is going to tell you you're going to win the match... You're not going to say, no, 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 no. I don't want to win. I've won enough. I've made up millions of dollars. And, you know, let Barry Corbin win. I don't need to win. You know, most guys aren't going to do that. This is a this is not a team sport, you know. Um, it's an individual game. It's about money. you got to make as much money as you can um, while you can because it doesn't last. Because there's no, there's no retirement. These, these men and women are independent contractors. Okay, they, they, their retirement is the money they save. Their health insurance is the health insurance they pay for. That's how this works, guys. So you need to make as much money as humanly possible while the getting's good. So when you win the match, uh, nine out of ten times you're making more money than the guy who loses the match. Uh, <laughs> that happens. You know what I mean? So, so uh, you know, uh, I, I, I have nothing against John Cena at all. I, I mean, if the company wanted him to win, he's going to win. I mean, I don't think he's lobbying to win the match. Maybe he did. I don't know. I'm not there. I can't pass judgment on the guy. Hey, Colin in Pittsburgh, the Steel City himself, the man, the myth of legend, Colin. You're on a task on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, buddy? Good moment, gentlemen. How are you doing tonight? Good moment, Colin. What's going on, buddy? Yeah, not a whole lot. Got two things I want to touch on, uh, one with Cena and Baron, and then the main event, or uh, not okay. the main event, the Jinder Mahal deal. With I, I just don't get the logic myself of uh, Baron Corbin versus John Cena, and like you were just saying, you're not going to get a guy who's going to go, no, I don't want to, I don't want to win. John's Correct. just doing his job, and That's I respect right. everything that John Cena's done in the company and all the things he does outside of the company. Yes, sir, so I agree. No ill will against John Cena, but I feel like the people who are putting together what's going on are treating the fans like fools. You know, when you when you have a fan who even is a casual fan maybe watches a couple couple of months. Mm. You have someone like Baron Corbin, who was a fresh man in that match when he lost the, the briefcase. Yeah, I know, and, I know. And logistically, when you think about it, wouldn't John Cena want Baron Corbin to win the cash-in, making his match against him at SummerSlam for the title to break the 16 record? Um, okay, that's interesting, Colin. And, and the thing is that, that's a great thought on your part, and there's no doubt about it. But when you're in an agent meeting and when you're going over finishes and stuff like that, believe it or not, sometimes that stuff comes up, what you just said, because that's called logic. Okay, and logic does come up, but there's also heat in the moment. So, you know, you can't, if you're, so if we're going to pretend that we're in this fight and we're in the heat of the moment and millions watching at home, you know, 10,000 people watching in an arena. And I'm in a match or whatever, Jinder Mahal, blah, 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 and I'm John Cena. Now I see Baron Corbin interfering, and then I get on the apron to stop him. Am yeah. I going to have that right. thought? You know what I mean, Colin? Like, wait. I'm not I, trying to interrupt you, but why do you always defend, like, this kind of stuff? I mean, I understand yeah. what you're saying, but you're defending something that makes every single fan who's watching the product and paying for the product, mm -hmm. they're making them look like fools. I guess I'm not defending it. No, Colin, 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 I'm not defending What I'm doing is I'm trying to tell you what happens, and in the heat of the moment, in a real fight, when the way this goes, 
John Cena is not going to say, wait, I want him to win so then I could face him for the title while he just got done working Cena and he's getting on the apron because you, you got to get lost in the emotion. I've lived this, so I'm telling you about Colin. <laughs> he also, Colin, he Colin. also got bashed in the forehead with a briefcase a couple seconds before. I know that. Then but, a man who just took two AAs, right. one from the top rope, does a roll-up and pins a fresh man who wasn't even seen on TV the entire night. Okay. But that's, that's besides the point. I wanted to talk about the Jinder Mahal match. No, hold on. No, no, no. We're not done. You can't okay. just move on like that. <laughs> Why? Okay. Gonna, that doesn't work like that, Colin. You, you've called my show before. No, no, no. Listen, listen. First of all, I again, I'm going to repeat. I tried to explain to you what happens behind the scenes. The mm-hmm. logic comes up, and when you're when, and also in the heat of the moment. The way you would think you wouldn't have John Cena would not have that thought if this was a real fight would not have that thought while he's in the middle of this thing. Wait, I want this guy Corbin to beat Jinder. So then at SummerSlam, I get the shot. He's not going to have that thought. And he just like announcers. And I learned that being an announcer, you, you can't get you can't. You got to let things breathe. Like if that happens to Cena, he's not going to have that thought, Colin. He's not. Like in a real match, a real fight, you know what I mean? You're not going to have that thought. You just I, under, I understand. I mean, I do get your point there. Okay, what's your next thing? What's your next thing? I'm not going to dispute No, it's all that, good, bro. It's all good. Dude, it's all good. What's your next thing? Oh, I just wanted to give uh, Jinder Mahal a little bit of credit because I'm not the biggest Jinder Mahal fan, and I'm not, not a fan because of the reasons they want me to not be a fan. I'm just not a big fan. His ingering work is decent, but... Um, he just seems, he feels stale to me a lot, a lot of the time. His finishing move is not great for me, but... I agree with that, I agree with. I don't like his finishing move. I've said that before. You've heard me probably. I don't like his finishing move either. Uh, it's yeah, clunky, it's clunky. Yeah, I don't like tonight, it. Tonight's showing, though, I mean, definitely, there was just like, just his look. I don't know if it was even just the tights he was wearing. I don't know what it was, but he did look good tonight. He did. Against Shinsuke. He did. And uh, even Shinsuke put on a good match. I'm not a big fan of Shinsuke. Well, I think, um, you know what it's, Colin? I think that they have a little chemistry, those two guys. Like, physical work. No, it was, it was good. Yeah, it, it, it was. Wasn't a, it wasn't a bad match. I mean, it wasn't the best match of the night. No, but, no, no. I agree. Uh, but they, know, they, they, they gel well. It, they gel well together. Colin, thanks for calling. They do gel well together. They do. They gel well together, those two guys. I think they had, if they worked uh, a bunch of house shows against each other, that would, you know, that would work fine. I mean, do I, mean, do I work for WWE? I mean, Dennis, like, what, what do I gain by defending? I'm just defending. I don't look at things as a fan. I look at things as a wrestler. I look at things as a a commentator, and then as a fan, because that's what I know, I mean, for three decades. So I think of how wrestlers think. I don't think like fans think, and we all are entitled to our opinions, right? Yeah? Maybe? Yeah? Yeah, no, we are. Right, but uh, some of our opinions are built off experience. That's that's what I enjoy most is obviously myself and then the fans of the show are fans, as you said, and then you, you come with this perspective that we don't get, and then... You you show us a different avenue, whether you sway us or, or not. And I'm not you, trying to sway, but I hear you. I'm not trying. You, get, you to, give us another option to look at. Give you my perspective. What the frig? I mean, that's you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I, you know what I'm saying? I just, it's, it's, you know, hey Miguel, New Jersey, you're on the Taz show. What do you say, Hoss? Uh, so CBS hey, Sports Dad. Radio too, by the way. What's up there, buddy? 
What's up, buddy? Hey, I just wanted to start off by congratulating on another great special, man. I'm very proud of you of your uh, continued success here at CBS. You know, it's awesome. Man. Thank you, my friend. Okay. Thank yeah, you, my friend. Absolutely. Take two. Yes, go ahead. Absolutely. So two questions for you, Tess. So I'm on my way home, actually. I just went to SummerSlam, just driving home now. And uh, I wanted to know, what are your thoughts on what's next for Brock Lesnar in the Universal Championship? And also, what did you think of the whole Cesaro thing with him popping that, uh, that beach ball? Oh, the beach ball thing I thought was money. I mean, I, and it's, I'm glad you brought that up. And with Brock, I just think they're going to, you know, I, I, they, 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 they're going to have to figure out what they want to do. I, I mean, they're going to have to have a guy on a regular schedule, even though I feel like he has been making the title a little bit more. Not, not there every week, but he's been on the show more. And that title still, it feels legit in his presence, in his uh, possession, I should say. I do think they could take it off the guy tomorrow, off Brock, and it'd be fine. But I don't think it's the end of the world unless he's going to go back to that other schedule where you don't see him. Then it's a problem, and that might happen. As far as the beach ball thing, Miguel, I thought that was awesome. Uh, thanks for calling, buddy. I thought the, the beach ball thing to me was awesome because by Cesaro going out there and busting up that beach ball, that's, that's not part of the show. And it was probably one of the best things on the show. Because that's how things were done back in the day, and that's how things are done even still on some independent wrestling promotions or small promotions where the wrestlers are allowed to ad-lib and go with the moment, maybe get on a mic, say something, you know, do something like he did, go in the crowd and bust a beach ball. You know, it's disrespectful to bounce a beach ball around during a match where people are looking at the beach ball while these guys are busting their rear ends in the ring. So that's another reason why I busted the beach ball, you know. And the place popped because, you know, it was they didn't expect that to happen. And uh, it was great. And I, I, thought, I, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Uh, as a former wrestler, um, I think it's great because it, it, that's the equivalent to chanting boring. You know, when you do that, that is the equivalent to chanting boring. Seriously. Um, you know. Anthony, Connecticut, you're on the Taz Show on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, man? Taz, your number one fan. I've been listening to you since the K-Rock tryout days. Do you oh, remember those days? Oh, my God. Yes. Yes, I do. Wow. I'm very impressed. And, and thanks, Ant. What's going on? Well, you remember you remember me. I was killed you about the Bills because you were a Bills fan. You were a Jeff fan, the whole thing. Uh, you know, you remember me, right, buddy? Now I remember you, yes. Of course. Of I don't course. like you. I, <laughs> I hate. You're a fraud. You're a fraud. But anyway. <laughs> I'm not a fraud. Taz. I couldn't take it. And the Jets are going to suck again. And so are my Bills. And Quan Bolden just quit. He's been on the team two weeks. He bailed on the Bills. Hey, Taz, let me just tell all the people that are listening to this show tonight, okay? Yeah, good. When you t- When you talk about a worker, okay, I went to see Taz fight Sabu at the Stanford, Connecticut Twin Rinks in front of 200 people. He fought a 60-minute draw against Sabu, okay? <laughs> he went through tables. He went through the barriers. He did everything. He worked his butt off, yes. okay? This guy is the number one worker you could ever see in your life, okay? Thank you. Thank I know you really are, Taz. I Seriously. appreciate that, Ant. That's very, really nice of you. Uh, that's real nice, man. I appreciate it. What's, what else is going on, buddy? Talk to me. I'm drinking natural lights. I'm in Connecticut. I'm ah. smoking. I'm smoking some cigars on well, the deck. Well, hold on now. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. What exactly, what kind of stick are we smoking right now? Talk to me. Uh, it's called an Excalibur. Oh, <laughs> you're talking to me like, I don't know what you're smoking. Of course I know an Excalibur. Go ahead, continue. This is called the Hoyo de Monte, Montanero, Montanero, I guess. Montanero, yes. You said it correct, sir. Yes, you did. Unbelievable, uh, unbelievable cigar. 
So I'm a fan of yours back in the day. Queens Elks Lodge used to sign autographs for me back in the day. You were the nicest guy in the world. So anybody that says anything bad about you, they can go to hell. If you yes, know that's about. right. I agree. Uh, that's right, Ant. That's real and, nice of you, buddy. Yes. And, and, Taz, by the way, before I make my point, yeah. the greatest shows in the world, if you did not see the Elks Lodge in Queens back in 1997. Oh, forget about it. Forget about it. It was, the, it was the craziest crowds in the world. You can talk about Philly. Philly was a great crowd, of yes, course, ECW yes. Arena. Of course. But the Elks Lodge in Queens, New York City, on Queens Boulevard, was the greatest shows you could ever see in your life. There's no doubt about it. I'm begging to get to a point, Ant. What's going I on? I will get to your point, Taz. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm taking too okay. much. That's okay. Go ahead. As far as the Rusev match goes tonight, okay? Rusev, yeah. You have, you have Rusev at Battleground, okay? He takes on John Cena, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. He works very hard. You know, he takes a lot of bumps during that match. Yes. John Cena goes over, which, you know, that's fine. We understand that's going to happen. Right. Now, tonight, you bury him. How do you bury him tonight? That, that's my question for you, Dad. I don't know, bro. There's something going on there. I don't know. With him and Corbin, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you bury him. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the problem is. I just don't. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't have the answer. It's tough to answer that question. It's a booking thing. Thanks for calling, too, Ant. Thanks for all the kind words. Uh, it, it's tough to say. It, it's tough to say. Um, you know, it's like such an ultra-quick match. Okay, oh, out of nowhere. Okay, great. But, God, you kidding me? Like, it was rough. It was rough. On that note, uh, I got to go to break here. Top of the uh, – when we come back from break, I should say, we will have uh, Mike Johnson. Yes, the Mike Johnson, he will be here from PW Inside. He'll be on the phone, actually. He won't be here. And uh, for those folks on hold, I'll get to you guys after I talk to Mike. If you want to hang on, you can. I mean, the lines are jammed. The lines have been jammed all day, all night here. I'll be here uh, till two a.m. Mike Johnson. When we come back from break from PW Insider. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Live from NYC, human suplex machine, the one and only king. They stream it and they scream. It's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking. Everybody just wants more with the action. Hip-hop Jones got the music blasting. Better watch out. It's all he's asking. Over like Rover. He keeps it real. He's no joker. Original. He's no poser. No competition. He's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer because it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. We are back live right now. We got one hour to go. We already uh, banged out two hours. One more hour to go. Be here until 2 a.m. Eastern. We have Mike Johnson coming on in a second here. And uh, we are coming to you live right now from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studio. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. I'll also get back to the phones here in a minute. We've got the SummerSlam uh, reaction show, SummerSlam postgame show. And without any further ado, uh, the uh, head uh, reporter of all reportings of anything uh, related to the industry known as sports entertainment, uh, pro wrestling, he's none other than uh, Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson, welcome to the Taz Show from PW Insider. Uh, welcome, Mike. How's it going, buddy? I'm doing great, Taz. Good moment to you. Good moment, my man. Yes, uh, you are the man. For those that don't realize, Mike deemed the term good moment. And the reason why we do that is is because on the Taz Show, it's live every morning, 7 a.m. Eastern. And uh, what happens is it drops as an audio on demand and a video video on demand. So we have to appease those people that maybe are listening, maybe not in the morning. So we don't say good morning. We say good moment 
because it's generic. It covers everything. And this man, Mike Johnson, is the guy who came up with that term. Yes. So there you go. What's up, yes, man? I am. How are you? How, uh, how, yeah. how is your evening? Everything's great. Enough of the small talk. Okay, okay no so small talk. We talked SummerSlam. I've been talking about it a lot. A lot of people calling. The phone lines are jammed like a pack of hemorrhoids. So here's the thing. What are your thoughts, opinions on this? Uh, I got to tell you, I love the main event. Everything else was kind of men's immense. All right, so I was there live, so I have a different perspective. That's right. You, um, were, at, yeah, I said that you were at the building. I, That's right. Yeah, I was, at, I was at the Barclays Center. I just, got, I just walked in my house right before you guys called. I thought that main event was great. I loved that main event. It was, there were so many parts of that match that were entertaining. Everybody looked strong. Uh, Brock Lesnar did a phenomenal job of making Braun Strowman look like a monster Absolutely. incarnate. Absolutely. Um, and they, you know, they, they took the audience on a ride. All the stuff with the tables and Brock Lesnar. Uh, there were people who in that building who were legitimately angry around me when Brock was stretchered out because they thought that they were getting screwed out of seeing a clean finish. Yeah. Samoa Joe's work was great. He was the glue that really kept a lot of that whole match together. Yes. Roman Reigns did a great job. He was on point. Braun Strowman is going to be their guy. Yep. Uh, I would be shocked if he's not headlining WrestleMania this year. Yep. Um, they they did a phenomenal. I mean, just. A couple of days ago on the show, you had Jim Ross saying Braun was the guy to build around, and Jim Jim's a prophet because when Braun came out, that audience jumped up in a way that they hadn't really jumped up for a lot of other guys on the show live. Uh, the rest of the show, I appreciated the work, especially the Usos against the New Day that was on the kickoff show. They had a great match, those guys. That was, tag match they was They overachieved given the position they were on the card. They, they pulled everybody in. They were a million false finishes and a million near falls. It really, uh, and Biggie, I don't know how it came all across on television. I thought Biggie killed himself when he did the spear to the, through the ropes to the outside. Yeah, it was, that was, it was nasty. nasty looking it was fall. nasty. It was nasty. You know what it is with that, Mike, with that match, Mike? And it was awesome, no doubt. I love that match. That tag match was awesome. Awesome. The thing was, those guys were given a lot of time, which I'm happy for them, because they were able to put a lot of spots together and put a lot of good quality match time in it. They were get, I don't know how long that match was. That was a while. That was a long match. It was longer than Orton versus Rusev. I can assure you of that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's. I know. I was talking about that earlier. That was unbelievable. Don't rent, don't buy, Rusev. Yeah, I know. I, I that guy. I don't know what the deal is over there. <laughs> so there's something going on there. I think there's a little steam there. I don't know what's going on. Maybe there's some steam behind the scenes with Corbin. Yeah, there, Corbin. There, there's some rubble to be sifted through there. I'm not yeah. sure what the answers are yet. Might be Corbin too. Something going on with Corbin. I think there's definitely something with Corbin. Yeah. I've heard a couple of rumblings. I don't know exactly what happened. Uh, and I'm trying to find out, but something happened, and they cooled on him in the last two weeks. There was there was a cause and effect. I just don't know what the cause was yet. Yeah, because that kid's money. I mean, that kid's. I money. agree. He's the real deal. I mean, he's he's that guy's. Uh, but you know, that's I, talk, I was talking about that earlier right here because maybe there's some newer fans listening to my show that, that 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 don't understand. Maybe they're more casual fans that are listening on WFAN or one of the other big broadcast stations or CBS Sports Radio that just you know, hey, we like wrestling. We'll listen to this guy a little bit. The thing is, I don't I don't think a lot of folks that are casual fans realize that sometimes. Behind the scenes, in the locker room, you can piss the wrong person off, and and next thing you know, you got a little heat, as we call it, where then you have a little problem, you know, and 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 it could affect your performance or the way you're pushed as a wrestler, you know. And that's the that's what a lot of folks might not know that aren't like more hardcore fans, you know. Yeah, there, there's a lot of times when you make a mistake behind the scenes when it comes to the etiquette, or you yeah. you just upset someone, and suddenly they decide that instead of pushing you to the moon and. Yep. Promoting you, it's time to humble you and bring you down a yep. little bit. Everything just blows up, your whole game. Yep. Um, so, look, is there any truth to the rumor 
that you are the guy uh, that was throwing around a beach ball and Cesaro's still looking for you. I am not responsible for the demise of Beach Ball Jones. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was amazing. I, am, I, I don't know how much of that was caught on camera. Cesaro sprinted at like 10,000 miles an hour, charged, le- leaped over the barricade. Yeah. And by the, by the time he got over the barricade, security had the beach ball, and they were walking it out of the building. And it, he came charging up behind them, snatched it out of their hands, <laughs> and then ran back to the ring to destroy this poor beach ball. I think and the camera didn't catch, it, they didn't catch him uh, beelining. They caught it at like the tail end of him like walking with the, uh, the beach ball. Back towards the ring area, that ringside area. That's what they caught. Um, that was the best thing he could have done because that beach ball completely distracted the live audience oh, from the match at hand. Well, that's what I said earlier, Mike. Ruined, the, it would have ruined the entire the well, entire segment. That's the equivalent to a big boring chant. That's what that yeah. is. It, it, you know, and it's it's a very disrespectful thing to do. And and look, and people love it. They love that moment because it was spontaneous. It was, wasn't part of the show. It was off script. And, you know, I was laughing, dude, watching. I'm like, people are going crazy on Twitter about this. Dude, you know as well as me, back in the day in ECW, like, that kind of stuff happened every night. All the time, yeah. <laughs> you know, those type of off-color things, you know. It was always that kind of stuff going on. Um, so the place was packed to the gills, right? I'm sure it, it, was, it was completely packed. I, I, I don't know whether they sold out the day of or a couple of days before, but, I mean, there were tickets, high price tickets. But yeah. there were tickets leading up to the show in the last couple of days, but it was it was completely sold out. So was NXT last night. I was at NXT last night, and it was identical. The, the building was just completely full both nights. And as we discussed when you were on the Big Bamboos before Brooklyn with my, my show Friday, uh, was it uh, again a completely different type of audience between Saturday and Sunday? I feel like there was more of a younger crowd at NXT, more of a perhaps a. Inside crowd, yeah. Inside baseball. Read as yep. you said the yes. dirt sheets. Yes, dirt sheets. Term I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in love with, but people <laughs> in the industry use it. Yes. Um, and sheet. there was a lot more of fans who were obviously very knowledgeable about things like J- Japanese wrestling and the Bullet Club and the Young Bucks. A lot of those shirts around there, and a lot of uh, cat calls and things that were Adam, sort of a smarter thing. Adam Cole. was more of a more of a family sort of atmosphere. Adam with Cole, some of those baby. fans mixed in. Uh, like they're chanting baby. Adam Cole, baby. That type yeah. of thing. Yeah, I get it. The one thing I did Red Dragon nuts, Jones. It happened a lot on NXT. I don't know if it came across on television, but the, the referee would be counting and he would go one, two, and the rest of the crowd would yell, sweet. I know, it's annoying. And I was like, oh, that's going to be the new what? Well, the other new thing, the chance. one fall thing is like, one fall, like that, that whole thing. It's like, come on, stop. You know, with that. I get it to an extent, but after a while, it's oh, like so it's detracting from what you're supposed to be interested in. Just stop. And that I'm not a fan of. Everybody that, that you know, go go watch wrestling in Japan. The audience sits on their hands and they say nothing, and, and they, they, clap. they 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 just clap or pop big on something big. Yeah, some might think, well, I'm not having a good time. Well, that's okay. We don't want you to have a good time. We want to wrestle, and you just sit there and say nothing. I'm kind of kidding around. I'm joking. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. So anyway, uh, so you had a good time, Mike. I guess I thought, I, I, I enjoyed the show. I, some of the finishes. You sit there, like, it, like the show in a vacuum, if we're not judging the storylines, I thought it was a solid show. Right. Um, the only time I felt like the crowd was deflated was when they saw Nakamura lose. Mm. Uh, right, everything else, it was like, okay, that's what they did, on to the next, and then they were up for the next segment. Yeah. When Nakamura lost, you could feel the air sort of come out of the building in Brooklyn a little bit. That was a bit. shocker, man. That was a shocker. That was yeah, a shocker. I mean, I think everybody across the board pretty much, you know, set up. that You know, Jinder had his time. They haven't really used him in the strongest sense. 
He's a little overexposed. He's lost a lot of non and, and non, you heard my thing, my, matches. You heard my thing on. on. You heard my thing on Friday. You were sitting right there at the table with me. When I, was. I yeah, when I talked about, I, I had this whole conspiracy theory of hey, this is why Baron Corbin lost the title. Blah blah blah. This is going to make uh, you know Jinder when he loses this will help Shinsuke. Blah blah blah. Well, I was way off. I was wrong, dead wrong. You know. Yeah, I yeah, was too. Thanks. Yeah, we all were. But they yes. listened and they decided to change their plans to smite us. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> what about when Sasha uh, when Sasha won and she defeated Alexa? That that seemed like a pretty nice size pop. Yeah, that you know what was weird about that? They boot Sasha coming out and then they popped for the finish. Yeah, it was that's so weird. weird. That is weird. That is weird. Um, but I I enjoyed that match. There was some sc- there was a scary moment where Sasha looked like she crashed down yeah. right on the top of her head. Uh, off the ropes, and I was like, oh, no, not this again, because it yeah. happened to her a couple of years ago with, with Charlotte. With Charlotte, with Charlotte. Dude, I was yeah. talking about Alexa uh, Alexa Bliss in this match here with Sasha. I felt like both those girls really just watch. I don't know how to translate it when you're live. Watching it on uh, on TV or online streaming, they worked fast, fast pace right away early in the match, and they kept that pace. And I got to tell you, both those girls, they worked their rear ends off that whole match. They did. They worked hard. Oh, absolutely. I absolutely loved the match. I thought it was great. And the one thing about Alexa Bliss is her facial reactions to everything are phenomenal. Yeah. Like, I, I, don't, I, 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 I don't know how many times they call close-ups, but watching her reactions to everything, even the Sasha's hitting the ropes and coming back at her, yeah, yeah, yeah. just like in the zone, just perfect moment stuff. Yeah, no, she's a, she's a pro. I mean, her promo work and her facial expressions are what makes her, Mike, for sure. Um, I look, bro, I got to bounce because I'm, I'm tight here on time. Different I understand. Type of deal. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you coming on. And, uh, you know, I, I show, I'm sure we'll hear you on the PW Insider report, your segment on my show this Tuesday, correct? I will be back Tuesday, and uh, everyone can check out PW Insider until then. And I... Thank everybody for listening and uh, checking us out. And Taz, thank you as always. You're welcome, pal. There goes the Mike Johnson outro music. Salsa is his way. He's a big salsa dancer. People don't realize this is what he does as his regular job. He's actually a salsa instructor. That's what he does. Will you stop? He just teaches people how to dance to Hispanic music. That's his thing. You know what I mean? He has fun with it. That's kind of, that's Mike. You know, that's who Mike Johnson is. Hey, uh, Noah, in Alabama, you're on the Taz Show. What do you say there, Haas? Hey, Taz, what's up, man? What's up, big guy? Talk to me. Well, first off, congrats on another fantastic special, bro. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you. That, I appreciate and you also, uh, being a long time. the official time. Yeah, what's that? The beach ball lasted longer than Rusev against <laughs> Randy Orton. <laughs> what the? <laughs> oh, that's rough. Dude, I don't know. I still think Mike Johnson is the one who inflated that beach ball. He's just not stooging himself off. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> no nah, man, I, I tell you, I don't know uh, that 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 quick finish deal. Yeah, I don't know. Like we were just talking, me and Mike, as you heard. No, I don't know, man. This whole Rusev, oof, he might be done. I don't know what's going on there. That's rough. I'm telling you, uh, we'll see. Uh, anyway, what did you think of the show? Did you like it or not? I really, I really did enjoy SummerSlam. The only real gripe I have about it. Came out of the Jinder Mahal match. What was it? Now, let me go ahead and say, I really enjoyed the match itself as a whole. Right, right. The one thing I don't like is I wish WWE would get a little more creative with the finishes to Jinder's matches. It's not just his match. That's what I said earlier, Noah. A lot of finishes were just coming like out of nowhere. That, that The physical story... There's no build-up to somebody's... It's not just his match. There was a guy called earlier. I think it was Colin from Pittsburgh. He was going off... I don't know if it was him. It might have been him. 
Oh no, it wasn't him. Was it him, Dennis? Uh, somebody else was saying about about maybe. about the Singh brothers getting involved, Noah. You know, and that's not creative. I can't remember. Maybe it wasn't Colin. But, yeah. but the thing is, I get all that, and I agree. I know. Um, but it's not just Jinder's match. I mean, and Noah, thanks for calling. It's not just his match. I, I, I don't know what the deal is. A lot of those finishes are just uh, – it. there's not a lot going into them. There's just a not – tonight at least, and, and the past uh, past couple TVs too. I just feel like sometimes when the, these finishes come out of nowhere – and and a guy or girl wins like just had to know and there's no crescendo up there's no physical story building up to, you know, uh, to, to that climax. That's what you need, you know. So it just didn't didn't you know it, it didn't do it for me. Uh, and not just Jinder's matches, other matches too. All right, hey, look, we're gonna go to break here on this Taz show, Taz show special, the Summer Slam post show, post game show. Come back from break, we get the small phone calls. I'll be here till the top of the hour. Talking SummerSlam, and if you want to throw any NXT stuff at me, you can do that too. Tash Show, sit tight. All right, we are uh, back here on the Tash Show, the special SummerSlam reaction show right here on uh, CBS Sports Radio and a plethora of CBS Broadcast radio stations and uh, radio.com app, CBS Sports Radio app, uh, streaming uh, live video and audio at TazShow.com. You know, hey, uh, before I get the phone calls, um, Anthony at uh, ACAL0828 was kind enough here to ask on Twitter, is there a way to catch a repeat of the show? And I say a simple, yes, a very easy, Anthony. Uh, all you have to do is tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Eastern, live, uh, not live, 7 a.m., I should say, you can listen to the podcast version of this complete broadcast. Uh, and also, the video on demand will drop around what time tomorrow, would you think, Dennis? 7 a.m. as well. 7 a.m. Both 7 a.m. Jones, yep. Dennis and Anthony working together like two peas in a pod. I hate everyone. Plotting against me to take over my show. They're trying to do the typical radio producer stuff and become broadcasters. Two jobbers. Two bums. One, two. Test one, two. That's right. So tomorrow at 7 a.m., you can check out the audio and video uh, on demand of you know either way you want to do it and consume it. You can do that tomorrow, all three hours. Well, actually, when we take breaks out, it'll be less than three hours. Well, be sh- and be sure to rate, subscribe, and review, please. Oh, that's a must. I mean, that's usually Dennis's big plug for me, and that's part of his deal. He has to Speaking say of that. Plugs go to prowrestlingtees.com backslash Taz for all the great merch. You are a stud. Hey, uh, John, uh, up there in Maine, uh, you're on a Taz show on CBS Sports Radio. What do you say there, Hammer? How you doing, Taz? Love the show. I loved watching you as a wrestler. I didn't get to see you much in the ECW or the WCW, but nothing thrilled me more than when you debuted at the Royal Rumble and beat Kurt Angle for his first loss in the WWE. Well, thank I you. I hated watching him wrestle back then. <laughs> he was great, though, and he's still great. Yeah, he was a great wrestler. He was a great wrestler, for sure. But thank you, John. I appreciate it. What else is going on? Well, it was just like all the styles that you incorporated, like the martial arts and the wrestling and and the brawler. I love your personality more than like all the other wrestlers. Like I'm more into like, you know, like uh, Dean Ambrose. I thought that match was a really good match. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with the shield going forward 
and if maybe there's some, some Roman Reigns and Lesnar, <laughs> like maybe. John, John, listen, John, you must have, did you just join into the show? You weren't listening to this show here or watching from the beginning, were you? I'm curious. Uh, I, I, I didn't start the show from the beginning okay, because no I, I had to watch SummerSlam. No, I no, no, no. Here's why I'm asking because I've been talking about, just so you know, like s- several people uh, kind of on your page where they're thinking Roman Reigns should hook up and they should do this, the WWE should creative, should do this whole uh, Shield reunion thing again. And here's my thing, John. I do not think that's going to happen at all. I might be wrong, but I don't think it's happened. They just put the tag team titles on Ambrose and Rollins. They want to build these guys as a cohesive unit, as the tag champs. I got a feeling maybe they want to keep the titles on these guys a while. They got a lot of money invested also as a singles in, in Roman right now. Uh, I don't think they're going to do a reunion, but who knows? A lot of you guys want it. Maybe uh, maybe the WWE will do it. I don't think they're going to, though. Uh, you you could possibly be correct on that. Yeah. But I just Like you were saying, I did hear you saying how, how are they going to keep uh, Lesnar involved uh, coming up to WWE, and I would definitely love to see Strowman versus Lesnar as the headline oh. for the next WrestleMania over Roman Reigns, You know, just like probably the rest of the WWE universe. Uh, I, think, I think you're right. A lot of... Folks would want to see that for sure. And they teased that tonight a lot, John, if you watch. And thanks for calling. They were teasing that. They wanted people to – they built the anticipation between uh, between Brock and Braun. You know, they built that, and then we saw Braun just basically destroy Brock. You know, and, and uh, you know, they're definitely going somewhere, I guess, eventually with those two cats right there. So it should be pretty good. Again, John, thanks for calling. I'm up there in Maine. I appreciate it very much. Uh, hey, uh, Ty in Minnesota, you are on the Taz Show on CBS Sports Radio. What's up? Good moment to you, Taz, and to you, Dennis. Good moment. Big Ty. How good are you moment. doing? Good? good? Good, 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 my man. What's going on? Oh, just watched SummerSlam, man. I was just sitting here thinking, you know, how Brock went, got speared through the uh, barricade. Mm. Ron Strowman, you know, doubled two power slams through two tables, then threw a table on top of him. Right. Sitting here thinking, after he won the match, how like are they going to have Braun go against him, or who can beat Brock Lesnar? And another thing, I was just in my mind, I was thinking, you know, R- Roman's getting ready to do the spear, lights go out, Undertaker's there, cost mm. Roman the match. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing: uh, the whole, uh, to your point, kind of like what, the physicality we saw Brock go through tonight when he got stretched out. That was all pretty heavy, intense stuff. And we saw him take those bumps. We saw the guy throw the table on top. We saw Braun throw the table on top of Brock. He's taking those bumps. He's taking that beating. You know what I mean, Ty? Yeah, he yeah, is. He, he took a beating, that's for sure. Oh, he is. And he and he's a tough SOP, Brock. I can tell you. I know him. And, and I also can tell you that those announce desks are very heavy. Okay, that's not gimmicked and worked and all that jazz. So, you know, I I, I, I do think that, that if anybody's going to beat Brock, it's probably going to be Braun. I mean, that's kind of where they're building. And thanks, Ty, for calling. That's what they're doing. They're, they're, they're building this thing up. And, and I think, you know, a lot of WWE Universe, in quotations, want to see Brock and Braun uh, possibly at, at the WrestleMania or at, not WrestleMania. What's the next big one, Dennis? Uh, I'm drawing a blank here. SummerSlam. No, we just had that. Stuff. Come on, wake up, sir, please. SummerSlam, please. Will you stop? Survivor Series. Excuse me, sir? Survivor That's Series? That's what he said. I only said that in your ear, though. He didn't oh, hear that. I didn't, I didn't hear it on the end. See, this is the problem. That's Peter Schwartz you're hearing, who's interrupting my show, and that makes me very angry. All right, we are back here. Taz Show, special edition right here. Big special SummerSlam reaction show. SummerSlam. Ah. 
take two, Summer Slam post-game show. That's right. Speaking of summer, summer's heat can cause your battery fluids to evaporate. Get your battery tested for free. If your battery needs to be replaced, the professional parts people will help you find the battery you need. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Yeah, that's right. So, um, so we got a lot of people on the phone here. We're, I'm going to be out of here at the top of the hour. And uh, if you want to check out more of my show, you can do that every single day, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern at TazShow.com. I stream live video every day, Monday through Friday, and live audio streamed every day. And then drops as a podcast, any video on demand. So uh, basically, first run of a live video streaming show. That's what the Taz Show is. T-A-Z-S-H-O-W.com. Or you can listen live on the Radio.com app. Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern. And go to Tashow.com. is the hub for everything you need for my show. Let's talk to Philip in California. You are on the Taz Show on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, bud? What's up, Taz? How are you? Good, Phil. Talk to me. Man, uh, SummerSlam, it was awesome. Um, I went over to my friend Jay Mars' house, and we had a lot of fun at the oh, yeah. uh, SummerSlam. I'm very proud uh, of you. That's very nice. Yeah. Uh, some of the matches I liked were, I think, Brock Lesnar. He was a real workhorse, yes. and uh, he was a beast. But I liked Braun Strowman. That was exciting. Yes. So I hope I see that match uh, coming up. And yes. then I liked the... Uh, the uh, tag team match with Dean Ambrose and uh, Seth Rollins. I'm new champs, new champs, team. new champs. That's right. Yeah, and then, oh, watch that. Uh, what was it? Got a beeper? Got a beeper? That, uh, whoa, 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 whoa! What do you got going? Hold on a second. What do you got? A beeper? Oh, I think my phone's running low, so I got to wrap it up. Are you the last guy with a beeper? <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> and then, what, and then one of the things I liked too yeah. was Saint McMahon. He was an awesome referee. He I did thought good. He was do a heel turn, but he called it straight down the middle. He did. And he seems like a cool McMahon. He's a good guy. I don't know if he's, like, down-to-earth. Can you speak on that? He is, bro. No, Phil, he's a down-to-earth guy. He's a real solid guy. He's he's like you would think he is, Phil. He's a good guy, seriously. Hey, Taz, can I shout out real quick to... uh, uh, Road Warrior Animal, I've seen him in the Stockton Con. Stockton Con's like a big comic con here in Stockton, California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was really cool, and he, we took a picture, and he had the shoulder pads <laughs> and everything. Yeah, well, watch that. Yeah, Animal's a good dude. You better get your beeper checked, all right, buddy? All right, later, Taz. What are you nuts? All right, That's take care. buddy, Jay Mars. Gets Jay Mars got a shout-out. He's got a shout-out. He's beeping him up. Beep, beep. He's the last guy in America with a beeper, this guy. Unbelievable. You got a fanny pack and a beeper. <laughs> fanny packs are making a comeback in the business, by the way. Fanny pack, big deal. You had said uh, wrestlers are big fanny pack guys. For years. But now I'm seeing, uh, you know, John Morrison. I saw a pitch him with a fanny pack oh, on. I did see that this weekend. And I was very impressed. Uh, Johnny Mundo from Lucha Underground, he had it on. And then I, somebody else I saw a pitch of it on. I know Michael P.S. Hayes, he wrestled, well, he wrestled the Greeks in the Roman days. That's how old Michael Hayes is, one of the Freebirds. <laughs> I love him. He's here. He'd be like, on Mount Olympus? You saw me. Yeah, he would rip me. I can't curse over here. But he would go off on me, but he's a good dude. Yeah, no, he, he still wears a fanny pack. He's stuck in 88, that guy. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Uh, here we got George in the Bronx. Uh, you are on the Taz Show on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, man? Yo, don't Taz me, bro. Don't Taz me. What's up, uh, George? What are you doing? 
Guys, listen, when they do that sports flash, that update, yeah. it sounds like the Pittsburgh Pirates are playing in the Little League World <laughs> Series. Somebody better check that tape there. You know, that's should, what it sounds like. I could me. talk to the guy, Peter Schwartz. Maybe I think that's all his fault. You know what I mean? That's, no, you know, here's the thing. No, no, George, the, the, what's going on is the Pirates played in Williamsport, uh, Pennsylvania there, where it's about a couple of miles away from where the Little League World Series is. There's a minor league baseball park. And that's where the major league game is being played. Was played. You see what I'm saying? Right. Was, well, I hope they're not playing on the little league. Field. No, that would be bad. I mean, with sixty foot bases, bro, with these guys. Oh, <laughs> man, they, <laughs> they be breaking. They be breaking home run records. Yeah, about it, bro. Guys pitching for forty six uh, feet. Boom! Oh boy, right. what's going on? Talk to me. I might even make a comeback. Well, first of all, <laughs> I would love to see. Well, John Cena wrestle. Joe Girardi, since we're on the baseball thing. I think that'd be they great. They both have that, that same kind of built, that same demeanor and stuff. And you know before... Wait, I mean, hold on a second. Wait, wait, wait. Let me ask you a question. Let's back up a little bit. So, let me, let, me, let me get this straight. You're saying, George, you're saying that John Cena and Joe Girardi have the same physique. That's what you're telling me. No, not the same. <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking over there not in the Bronx, the same, bro? What bro, are you I doing? Said the same type of persona. Not, oh! <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said the same well, physique. I didn't hear you. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> I think I think Cena's got a better chance of being a catcher than Girardi's being a wrestler. But Joe's right. a tough guy, keeps himself in good shape. No, he is, he's yes, a little bit older yes. than Cena. Yeah, but your show has been great tonight. Thank You're you, buddy. Be the podcast. Hey, Tim in uh, Seaside Park, New Jersey. You are on the Taz Show. What do you say, that house? Hey, Taz. How's it going, man? Good, good man. Talk to. You. Got a bunch of questions for you. There you go. Uh, First off, what was your favorite match of the weekend, NXT and uh, SummerSlam? Oh, man, that's a good question. Um, I enjoyed – I'm a big fan of Bobby Roode personally and professionally, right? So I enjoyed Bobby Roode and McIntyre. I thought that was really good. I, was it my favorite match? I don't know. Um, I mean, I really liked this Sasha uh, Alexa Bliss tonight, and I love this main event tonight. So I, I don't know. It's a tough question. I can't – I want to give you a concrete answer. Maybe because I just came off hot off that main event – I guess the main event tonight. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a very, very good match. I, I love the announcing in it. I love the physicality. I love the story from a booking perspective. I liked it. I liked the main event today. Tonight. Yeah, I was there with my buddy and seeing a four three hundred pound guys oh. doing a spot fest. It was pretty cool. It's crazy, man. They were they were moving and working their butts. A lot off. of man meat. There's a lot of yeah. man meat there, kids. <laughs> yeah. Another question I got for you yeah, with yeah. Cena. Yeah. Do you think he gets the seventeenth title reign? I don't. I don't. I don't, don't. I don't. I don't. I think he's going to ride off in the sunset soon into Hollywood over there, Tinseltown. I just don't think. I don't think that's going to happen, Tim. Seriously, I, I don't. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, but I mean, I, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't. Thanks for calling, bud. I appreciate it. I don't. I mean, um, I, I was surprised he won tonight, but I think something's going on there. You know, with, with Corbin. I don't know. I'm just saying. Hey, uh, Chaos in Mississippi, you're on the Taz Show on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, man? Good moment, Taz. Good moment, Chaos. What's up, kid? Uh, first off, congratulations on the special, and also a lot of good luck for you this week as you prepare to go into surgery. Oh, thank you. Yes, for those that don't know, I'm having, I have some nerve damage and... You know, my neck, which circled down to my arm, and I'm having some surgery done on my wrist and uh, in my hand. So I'm doing that middle of the week. So I appreciate that, Cass. Thank you. All right. So, I, you know, I loved TakeOver. I thought SummerSlam for me was just a little too much. But, mm. you know, we can hash that out later. Right. The best thing for me personally 
on the show was seeing Natalia win the women's title. And really? Finally get- well, I, I need to ask why. I'm surprised you're saying that because it's finally she got the title. Is that why? Because it's well that that that's one of the reasons I I I I loved uh, Naomi's title run. I Me thought too. She's Me too. Done really really great, but. I kind of wanted to see a change, but mm. I thought that giving Natalia because she's been there for so long. I know, just I know. Seems like people come in all the time and just pass her by, and I'm glad that WWE finally just is giving her the ball. I don't know how long. You know, we don't know how long she's going right, to have it. Right, right. To be able to run and see what she can do as a heel champion, dude. I was shocked. I was surprised, and, and I didn't. I, I you know, it's not the end of the world that Naomi lost. You know, I would have kept it on Naomi, but. I would not have had her tap out, you know, uh, like she did. I just wouldn't have done that with a baby face like Naomi, a, a good feeling baby face, a, a fun loving baby face. I just don't. I just wouldn't have had her, you know, with the sharpshooter and all that. I understand that's Natty's thing, but you know, like Bret Hart and all. But I wouldn't have. I just wouldn't have had her tap, in, in my opinion. And chaos. Thanks for calling, buddy. I appreciate that uh, very much. I just wouldn't have done that, you know. Um, no, he might have been the first person, I believe, that actually called and mentioned that match. Interesting that Chaos said that. Meaning Natty and uh, Naomi. I, you know, I, again, it's not the end of the world that Naomi lost. I just would not have done it via tap. I wouldn't have. I just don't think she's the type of babyface you want tapping out. My perspective uh, on that. Um, other thing I want to say before I wrap, too, about Finn, Finn, uh, Finn Balor doing the demon gimmick against Bray. Probably had the best reaction was Finn Balor. Uh, with the demon character and was uh, just amazing pop. Uh, both those entrances were sick. Um, but, you know, it was a really good match. Finn won the match. And the thing is, um, I think WWE, they took a long time to let to let you guys see and let us see the the demon character. We, we've seen it, in, you know, in NXT a good chunk. But I don't remember the last time we saw it on the main roster. So they picked their spots. They took their time. They made your way for it. And they did it at SummerSlam. So that's not a bad thing at all. Uh, Tom in New Jersey, you are on the Taz Show on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Tom? What's going on, Taz? How you doing? Good, man. Talk to me. Uh, I wanted to talk about a couple things. I thought the, the Royal Rumble tonight was a little lackluster. It was SummerSlam. What? Did you think it was a little lackluster? It was SummerSlam. It wasn't Royal Rumble. No, absolutely. Did you did you think it was a lackluster? Oh, yeah. I thought it was a little bit. Yeah, I said that at the top of the show. I thought it was a little bit lackluster. I liked the main event a lot, though. And thanks for calling, Tom. I, I, uh, I did not like. Um, I did not like the uh, the chunk of the show, though. You know what I mean? I, I did not. Uh, I, you know, I, I mean, for me, it was. Uh, am I talking to Mike here? Okay, hold on. Hey, Mike Kadeshi, Mike, you there? Yeah, Taz. What's up, buddy? Long time no talk, Mike. What's going on, buddy? Long time no talk. I'm driving home from work. Uh, you know, I'm at MLB now, and I uh, hear your voice on the fan, and it's a beautiful thing, man. Tell people how I know you. Well, uh, when you were trying out for this old radio shindig uh, for the first time, yeah. I produced the first few of your shows in yes, your tryout. Yes, uh, you did, and we miss and, you. Uh, I need you, you back. Know, it was I, I need, a, instant, I, need uh... <laughs> I need a real producer. Come back, Mike. I wasn't listening. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Any any time, man. Any time. But uh, <laughs> I just wanted to say, you know, a couple things. I was uh, at work and we had uh, SummerSlam on, and you know, a couple of thoughts. I wanted to get your uh, your thoughts on. Um, yeah. First of all, performing at a venue like the Barclays Center, uh, more intimate. I feel like it's a little smaller of an arena. Did, how was it 
how did it differ performing in an arena like that as opposed to like a huge stadium or an outdoor <coughs> venue like the Excuse WrestleMania? Me. I've I've never I've never been in Barclays, but I've worked in many buildings like that. I I'll tell you, uh, I don't know, Mike. I think that's a pretty big building. I got to be honest. Now. I mean, compared to a stadium, yeah, of course, arenas like, you know, where basketball games are played are smaller than arenas. Uh, I'm sorry, than stadiums, than like football stadiums or like soccer or whatever, uh, or baseball stadiums. But it's, uh, the, for me, when I was wrestling, the more intimate setting, the better. I mean, I, I came up working in bingo halls and, and, and you know, basements of churches. Of course. So that, of course. but to me, that was the most intimate. And, and it was it was fun because it makes you a better worker because you can't, you make a mistake. Fans are all over you. You know, when you're coming up, that's a good way to come up. Um, I worked one time. I wrestled on Raw. I don't remember who I wrestled. It was in the Georgia Dome. And the place was packed. And I swear, it was like you, you'd fall. You take a bump. and You know, you're wrestling. The guy slams you or whatever. And then there's an echo, such a deep echo. You don't hear the fall, like the bump, until, like, it's like a delay. It's, it's like a 20-second delay. It was weird, you know? So that that's yeah. one of the things. It's just not as intimate. And the bigger build. I, I would like the smaller buildings, to be honest with you. I mean, it seemed like a pretty live crowd. And when Nakamura yeah. came out, the fans were into it. Um, uh, just a th- another thing, dude, what are they doing with Enzo Amore, man? Listen, I'm a, I'm a, I was a fringe fan, you know, and this guy came out with the mic skills and the charisma. Reminded me of a young Shawn Michaels. Yeah. And I really wanted to see him excel. And all of a sudden, they made him like a sideshow Bob kind of deal. Well, I don't the, get it. I really, I don't understand. No, it is Mike. It's his work is nowhere near as Shawn Michaels. His his mic skills were great, but his work rate wasn't at the level they wanted it. It just that's what it was. His work rate, his timing was a little a little messed up. He just. His is the, the intricacy. He's a little goofy. He's a little goofy no, in the not, ring. But yeah. not that part. No, I mean his his physicality, his timing. It's tough to explain. Like that part, okay. there's certain things you need to do as a, a the physical worker. And he was a little okay. off with some of that stuff from from jump. So I think that's part of it. Mike, I gotta let you jump because I gotta bounce here soon. Quickly though, what would you do with him though if you were booking? Uh right now I I keep him home. Be honest with you for a couple of months and then repackage him and bring him back. I wouldn't. I would let right. people. I, no, really, he needs to re, regroup. They need to regroup him a little bit. All right, interesting, man. Listen, always good talking to you. Keep doing your thing. Big fan. Uh, speak to you soon. Take care, Mike. Good talking to you, bud. There you go. All right, so good. So look, uh, before I wrap up here, I want to thank everybody who listened or watched uh, tonight live here. I appreciate it, and anybody who spread the word on social media about the show, much love. Uh, everybody here at uh, WFAN and CBS Sports Radio, uh, always so. Uh, Generous and open the doors up to the studio here, and you know, uh, Mr. Spitz, Mr. Chernoff, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, everybody at CBS Radio Corporate. You know, I mean, always so you know, setting this whole thing up. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I can't thank you guys enough, and of course, my team here. Uh, you know, Anthony and uh, Curlew here, and of course, the Dennis Jones. So uh, it, always nothing but uh, hard work from the whole crew here. So. Uh, as uh, as usual, I want to uh, thank everybody. I'm always so nice. You guys know that. That's what I do. And, uh, you know, that's the deal. So I want to say thank you, and it's not working. And that's the deal. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the show because I had a blast, and I hope you guys loved it. So be back on uh, Tuesday, live, live, uh, 7 a.m. Eastern at TazShow.com. Thanks again, everybody. hope you guys enjoyed the show. Take care.